Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready? Let's go! the IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and Dre. Felt like we'd never make it, but here we are on the doorstep. Week 18 officially actually has started today with these two Saturday games, but tomorrow, of course, the rest of the schedule, 14 more games, and finally, the end of the longest season ever. And then finally, we get ready for the playoffs. <sighs> Took forever, but we are finally here. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. We are here with you on a Saturday night, January the 8th, 2022. I'm Dre. He's Jay. If you're checking in during halftime of the game that's currently going on, then you might want to keep it here because that game might be getting out of hand. Two late touchdowns in the first half by the Cowboys put them up by 13 uh, as they get ready to start the second half. But, Jay, it's, it's finally here, week 18. We've been talking about it. We've been thinking about it. We've Talked about how long the season's been to get here, and man, uh, it, we're finally here. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, have you ever wanted a football season to be over more than this one? Oof. I tell you, yeah, and, and it, it's we, we love, for everyone who loves football. We, uh, I mean, but this is just yeah. my goodness. We, we we love forever. football, and we we love doing this show. But man, this has been this has been one one crazy season with all the just the, the, the drama and the, the who's got COVID every week and, and trying to pick these games. It has, it's been a chore. Uh, we, we've definitely, I would say we've put in more work this season than we've probably ever put in before. Um, it, 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 it's felt like a long season and uh, I'll be glad that we can get into the playoffs just, just to start, you know, get, get rid of some of these teams that, that are done. It's probably one of the most clear playoff pictures that we've had going into the final week of a season there's not like there's not a lot of teams jockeying to get in there's just a couple of spots I think the NFC is done almost uh there's not a whole lot left up for grabs in the NFC the Niners I believe and the Saints still have outside chances of getting in and then in the AFC you've just you've got that sort of that you've got that winner take all game tomorrow night and then maybe some teams get lucky um, and somebody gets bounced, but you have a lot of lopsided, you know, like really good teams playing really bad teams. It's all divisional matchups, but there are very few good games tomorrow. Right. You know, they're going to be tough and tight, even if the, you know, the spread is lopsided, the records yeah. are lopsided, just it, it's still divisional games. So you still have to 
put some thought into each and every pick. So I like that part of it. There's nothing where you just say, well, this team has nothing to play for and this one has something to play for. So automatically you got to go with a team that's got something on the line. That's not necessarily the case because sometimes these no, we, we saw games, that already today. Yeah, the, the, some of these teams bow up and, and put forth their, their best effort. Yeah, the, the Broncos gave the Chiefs all they could handle, put a, a L on both of us uh, early as the Chiefs win as 11-point favorites. They do not cover. They only win by four. So uh, we got off to the bad start there. Um, and we're going head-to-head on this one with the Cowboys and the Eagles. You got the uh, the Eagles. You got Minshew Mania. And I got the Cowboys minus three and a half. And you know, things can turn around certainly in the second yeah. half, especially considering the Cowboys don't really have to play their starters much in the second half, if at all. Uh, so they're going to play. They're they're out there. I see Dak handing off to Zeke. So they're they're going to at least open the second half, trying to play and put the game away. But eventually, uh, you're going to see some Cooper Rush action at quarterback. I would I would have to think uh, you're going to see more. Uh, uh, Clement, his name Corey Clement, the former Eagle uh, running back who's yeah. now playing for the Cowboys. Um, you're going to see a lot more of that in the second half, and that's when the Eagles will have a chance to uh, mount their comeback. And that's what I was basing my pick off of, was Dallas really, you know, barring, you know, some, some teams falling flat on their face, maybe they move up in the, 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 the they won their division, right? They, they already know they're in, and you start to run into the last half of the longest season ever. And boy, all it takes is, uh, you know, all you need is Dak back there. And all of a sudden uh, an offensive lineman steps on his foot and, you know, and something pops or, or something crazy happens or, or he gets sacked and, you know, tackled the wrong, you got to really watch out because that's all I was basing this pick more on the fact that I trusted the Eagles with Minshew more than the Cowboys. If, if, if Cooper Rush plays meaningful time, I am not out of this. Pick. Oh, no, I'm not counting you out of this pick. I'm just, it looks good for me, but I definitely don't think it's, it's completely over. I actually, that's why I have the game on in the background while we're doing the show. 30 to 17 at <laughs> halftime, I wouldn't have bothered except for this time of year, this week. Uh, this last week of the season, so much crazy stuff happens with right. personnel. You don't know who's playing, who's not. That's why many years ago we decided, you know, these games, they're, they're literally a coin flip. And if you haven't listened to our show ever, uh, yeah, we actually do flip a damn coin for these week 18 picks. Not our picks. We make our own regular picks, but then we flip a coin uh, on top of it and see if the coin does better than us in week 18 yeah. because – Man, sometimes you just you don't you don't know you really don't know. Never never got around to uh, cute, cute factor picks, so we, we will be robbed of uh, oh. cute factor picks this week. But uh, for for this year, so we'll we'll definitely uh, get back on doing that again in in, in future uh, versions of the show. But it just it never never lined up. I forgot about it this morning and I texted my wife and, you know, she's busy and I don't think we ever got around to, to get. So once I realized we didn't have the early games today, I was like, well, I'm not going to just have them pick the Sunday games. Right. Oh, well, we'll, we'll bang that for next year. And I'm sure the kid, the kiddos will be ready next year uh, to have their pick. So, uh, but yeah, we'll still have the coins. Still, you still got the, uh, the official, uh, I predict dime. <laughs> uh, I do not have it this year. Oh, Oh, you're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna do the flips this year. I will. I will let you handle the duty. I actually, I, I have now relocated, uh, so my entire setup is now. Uh, I'm back in the basement again. Okay. Um, but I'm not on Wi-Fi because that was always that was the reason why I left the basement. Yeah. 
was because I was on Wi-Fi, and that was always a struggle uh, to stay connected down here. So now I'm on, I'm in the basement on the hard line. Um, I, I know that my wife's excited not to have me upstairs anymore by the bedroom. Yeah. I, I'm sure she's really uh, going to enjoy that, and you know, it's a little more, a lot, a lot of carpet down here. So I, I think I'm a little bit more. Uh, there's a little more soundproofing going on down here too. Yeah, that's good. Uh, cushioning the voice uh, for for the for the kitties and for the wife. That's that's always a good yeah. thing. My my wife's uh, they, she's in the main bedroom, which is all the way on the other side of the house, so she never has to right. deal with uh, listening to this, which is uh, good. Although. There was one time I got in trouble a couple of years ago for something I said, and because she heard me say it on the show, and I'm like, wait a minute, you don't ever listen. The one time she listened, <laughs> overheard me say something or other, yeah. that got me in trouble, and I'm like, I know damn well you don't usually listen, but that one time she happened to be to be listening. She's probably listening to this now, and is going to give me uh, shit about this as well. But you know, so be it. Um, so week seventeen, wow. Um, I don't even know where. I mean, I guess we can begin with with the shirtless man. Uh, if you if you don't uh, like yeah. football, if you don't like the extra week, you, just, you know what? Just take your clothes off and leave. That that's the solution to everything in in life. If you don't like where you are, just strip and, and leave. I, I think I like that. There was and there's like and this is just a story that won't end. You know, uh, as every time he leaves a team, yeah. it never ends. Why you had to know this when you signed him that it was going to go this way, right? Exactly. You had to know. I mean, this is basically he has turned into, I I, I say a less productive version of (laughs) T.O., but he's he's definitely turned into a bigger distraction. But we we went through this with T.O., right? You know, team would sign him and he'd be he'd be good for a little while, and then eventually the shenanigans would start, right? Eventually, sometimes it took a while. Sometimes it was immediate. I think To was a little. Shockingly, I'm going to say I think To was a little less crazy than the Navy, but no, I think you're um, right. Yeah, uh, you know, he has twenty twenty million reasons not to kill himself, and uh, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) come on, you know. But this whole AB thing, where you know, is he? Bruce Arians is trying to force him to play through injuries and he's posting things and he's calling people out and he's saying he's the best receiver on the team. And, you know, the person who I think this makes look the worst is Tom Brady because this was Tom Brady's guy, right? This was the guy he wanted. He had to have him. They brought him into New England. They they brought him down to Tampa. And and when it worked, it worked great. But when it doesn't work, you get this, uh, which is, which is funny because this all happens in the middle of Tampa Bay having to come back to beat the Jets uh, because the Jets inexplicably <laughs> go for a fourth down again when, when <laughs> you just can kick a field goal to go up seven. But I, 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 again, you understand why they're, they're playing for nothing, right? They could end the game right there, but still this is bad teams find ways to lose games and the Jets manufactured a way to lose a game. J E T S baby. Yeah. Jets, and, Jets, Jets. And, Two yard and, quarterback sneak. <laughs> and Antonio Brown just decides to strip and dance off the sidelines in the third quarter and it, you basically uh Vontae Davis is himself. I mean, is he is he done? I mean, who's ever gonna touch this guy again? Uh, you know what? I I got I got thoughts on that. 
Um, because where, where could he where could he go? Cowboys? I think the Cowboys about the only place. Yes, I'm yeah. going home. The USFL? Is the USFL going <laughs> to take them? They're coming back. Well, maybe. Um, you know, there's... there's this awesome. is the now, Actually, what I... This is going back to my whole character uh, argument or, or position, viewpoint. Yeah, you nailed uh, this hot one. Hot take, whatever you want to call it, that it's all about what can you do for me? Can you help me win football games? It's all about can you help me? It, does, it has nothing to do with character. You are correct when you say that Tom Brady comes out uh, with egg on his face uh, initially when you look at the situation because uh, he he's the one who, who caped for him to get to New England. He lasted one fucking game there. And then he says, yeah, eh, give him another chance. Come, come on down here to Tampa Bay. And he comes in and uh, they, they win a, a title, so it makes it all worthwhile. But then, as always with Antonio Brown, the longer you keep him around, the, cra- the crazier he gets. So, yes, it does initially look bad on Brady, but – uh, Bruce Arians then is the one who's been standing up there every week ever since the whole uh, fake vaccination card thing happened. And he's been the one telling everybody, yeah, I know I said when we signed him that he's got one strike and he's got one time to mess up and he's out of here. Man, I lied. We we need him. We got injuries. We got Chris Godwin's hurt. He's, we got uh, wide receiver issues, and, and we we need him. He's he's good and he's productive, and and we need him. So I, I lie. So fuck you. So basically, it's all about can you help me win? Antonio Brown is off the team now because he walked away from the team. It's not because he got kicked off. because he left. Uh, Bruce Arians can say all he wants after the game that uh, yeah he's not part of the team anymore. No, he's not part of right. the team, jackass, because he left. It has nothing to do with what you want or what you say. He's the talented player. And the talented player does what he wants and gets what he wants all the time. That's how it's always been, and that's how it always will be. Because at the end of the day, the player, the the, the coaches, and the other players on the team that need Antonio Brown, such as Tom Brady, have to give him what he wants. They have to cave in and say, "Look, he's yeah, he's a, he's a crazy person. He's an asshole. He's this. He's that. But he's really good, and we need him." because we need to win, because that's the whole point. That's why we're all here, is to win. That's all we are trying to do is win games. That's That you have an opportunity in your lifetime to be a professional, that you think about quitting. So you don't quit, and you don't quit in sports. You retire. You don't get to quit. It's not an option. See? Someone told me that a long time ago. That that ain't even an option. The person told me that, he ain't here anymore. He died. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. That's why Antonio Brown was there, because he helped them win football games. There is nothing he could do 
to turn people off to the fact that he helps you win football games. And that's why I don't know if he's completely done with the NFL or not, because he can still help teams win football games today. Because even after all of this, even after he pulls Avante, even after he becomes the most likely player in the league, to who's the, the first guy in the league you would say would do that, would, would quit in the middle of the game like that? I think he'd be number one, if not him, then probably, you know, Odell Beckham or something like that. Uh, but he's you know, the most likely guy. And I think he could still get signed by somebody for, for a playoff push. Uh, it will be insane. It will be a, a media shitstorm, and it will be the ultimate distraction. You know, these guys talk about distractions all the time. How much of a uh, distraction, I mean, how big of a distraction do you think Antonio Brown coming to your team would be right now? And But I bet you those discussions are being had. I'm not saying it's going to definitely happen, but, yeah, I can I can see him getting signed again as, as crazy as it wow. sounds because he's good at football and helps you win games. You're, ta- all that so you're talking about somebody signing him for this playoff push right now possibly i could i could absolutely see that yeah yeah i mean you you would have to have some 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 balls of steel to pull that move off to to pull him in you know and i'm looking at the playoff field right now and i'm like okay who who would be the best landing spot or the most likely like where would he fill the best need uh it's arizona yeah, I was going to say the same thing that they just, the team yeah. that just lost their number one receiver. Yeah, uh, that's that, it. That would be, that's, uh, that's the list. That would be. <laughs> that's it. That's Although the, the Rams would be great, so you could have him and OBJ on the same team. Oh my God! <laughs> to just blow to blow the roof off that place. I mean, they'd probably be fighting each other. Yeah, and, and Sean no, man, would have a ball. head full of gray hair. They'd be swinging at each other. Oh. That that would be fabulous for just for but, just, yeah. just to watch the sideline. I mean, if I'm the Cardinals, I you know, maybe, maybe I give him a ring. Hey, you know, you want to play for us? <laughs> but uh, that's it. That's that's the list. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I, I you know the, the argument is well, he's such he's so toxic. He's he's such a team killer. He's this. He's that. Uh, have y'all uh, been paying attention to his career? Hello? Grant. <laughs> Grant. Hey. Hi. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. I, I was really fired up. I was in the middle of, of talking football, and, and I didn't expect you to, to come in, so that's a surprise. <laughs> you and, a good weekend? Yeah. Good. I'm up this early since I was finishing up my movie. Oh, okay. What were you watching? Pacific Rim. Oh, okay. Was it good? Yes. That's good. What what's your what's your father whispering to you? Huh? I thought your father was whispering something to you. No. Oh, you all done now? All right. Come here, buddy. Give me a hug. All right. Love you. Go to Bye. Bed. Okay, go to Bye. Bed. Yeah, all of a sudden, this is what happens when you have all this. You don't even realize somebody had snuck down the stairs and standing next to me, and the next thing you say, I want to talk. He starts reaching to take the headphones off my head. So there you go. Cute factor number two uh, makes an appearance tonight. 
Oh, I was right in full froth too. I'm just going, and I just hear this little voice. Hello. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't cousin of a storm. Oh, right man. at that moment. All right, so yeah, I missed I missed your rant, so you could uh, cliff notes it for me there. What was I in the middle of talking about? I was still going on about the the, the Antonio AB. Brown thing, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm I think I'm pretty much uh, filled up on that. I just wanted to get that out there that it, it just reminded me of the whole character thing that I was bringing up that look, people talk about character as far as uh, on their, on, you know, their teams and they, yeah. we got to have high character guys. We got to, uh, the bulls have been drafting high character guys for, I don't know how many years. How's that going? How's that working? How's that taste? You need guys who can win the fucking games. That's what you need. And, and Antonio Brown is the perfect example of that. Cause there's no way he should have any chances after all the stuff he's pulled with all the other teams. Do you not? I think that's where I was uh, getting lathered up was I was about to bring up. Do you remember how he left the Steelers? Do you remember how he left yeah. the Raiders? Do you remember how the whole thing with the Patriots broke down where he's there one week and oh wait, he's getting sued for, uh, for, for raping his uh, personal trainer. It's like, dude, this guy, this is what he does. He is a walking crazy person he's a walking disaster his life is a disaster and he gets chances because he's good at football and that's why i think he he just might get another chance in the nfl or the xfl or something yeah well well, good for him i mean we we wish him the best obviously you know you want to make sure if if there's an issue there you hope he gets the help he needs because there's there's clearly something going on inside that head of his um, I'm glad, a little I'm glad you bring a little that different up too. than the rest of us. Yeah, no, I'm glad you bring that part up too. He's clearly got issues. Um, I don't know if it's you know where he needs a, a psychiatrist or if it's just counseling. Uh, there's there's different levels of that, and he's not getting any of that help because if there's one thing I know about mental health issues is that if you don't want to examine them, then you're not going to get help. And he's clearly never going to get those issues. I don't. I shouldn't say never, but he clearly doesn't want to get those issues examined. He clearly doesn't want to sit down with a professional and get all of that figured out. So I, I, I have no problem with people bringing that up and saying, you know, online or whatnot, um, concussions, uh, you know, CTE, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you've, you've got a lot of Twitter PhDs uh, mm-hmm. diagnosing the, the life and problems of Antonio Brown. I'm just saying – there's something there, uh, you know, you, you don't want this. Yeah. You, you just don't want to see this uh, end uh, badly, you know? Yeah. Uh, For himself no, I, or I, others. I agree with all you, you that. Never, yeah. yeah. I agree with all of that. It's just that it, nothing's going to happen because he's, he's the one that needs to realize that yeah. and get that checked out. And he's Correct. not going to do that because he's Antonio Brown and he doesn't have the, to. The crazy person is really the person. They're the ones who think they're sane. Exactly. He he doesn't think he has a problem. Everybody else has a problem. Right. It's like when you can't figure if you can't figure out who the idiot is at the poker table, it's you. <laughs> right? Uh, and boy, haven't I been the idiot many times? Yes. <laughs> it, there's so much that happened last week. That one was really the thing, of course, because you've never well, seen yeah, that before. That's still, uh, no, we 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 thought we had it nailed with the halftime retirement. Um, <laughs> and then we get A B. Uh, Hold my beer. Watch on, throwing the jersey, throwing the jersey into the stands, and jumping up and down, and you know, cheering on the fans as he's leaving the field. Yep, threw up the deuces. I'm out. See ya. Yeah, right in the middle of the game. In between all that, a pretty crazy week 
overall of football. But, you know, a lot of things got settled. A lot of playoff spots got settled. So um, a fun week, a fun week overall. You know, I I believe uh, you ended up, what, one up on me for the week? I did. Uh, nine, uh, eight and eight for me and seven and nine for yeah. you. Uh, putting me at 141 and 114 for the season. You're at 129 and 126. So uh, 12 games back with the last week to go. Uh, we just uh, we, we cannot lose. We keep uh, staying hot with our locks, which is, is incredible. Row for me? Just, something crazy like that, but I, I keep staying one up. I, I just one up, keep yeah. Keeping that, well, that one the, game. You got the four up, and then I got you down to one, right. and then you've been, you've been holding serve because I've just been – I, I've been nailing them each week, and last week uh, I said uh, that the Miami Dolphins were fraudulent and that they were finally, finally playing a good team, and Tennessee beat them like a drum. You had two locks after the first eight weeks of the season, so it was a rough start, but the season is so long that it seems like yeah. uh, you know eight years ago. Um, and then from there, you uh, have you lost at all? No, you haven't. That is... Yeah, that's ten in a row since week since week eight. Wow! And I've only, but I've only lost. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So I was six. Uh, I was I was four up on you. I had six when you yep. had two, and so yeah, I've, I've lost a couple times along the way. But uh, you you got within one, and I've been holding you off with uh, with a stiff arm ever since you got to within one there. When it got to seven to six, we we both have been. Uh, completely red hot ever since then. So that's five weeks in a row for both of us. And so here we are, I'm at 12 and you're at 11 and we got that, that one last lock uh, for both of us to go to see if uh, I can, if I, if I earn this point, I will, I will definitely have earned it with, with the, the way that you've been coming on and trying to, to run me down. Uh, if I do get this extra point for our playoff uh, point system, I will definitely have earned it. At this point, you're going for the, uh, the tie for the, uh, for the season, which would, uh, if you yeah, get your lock this week and I don't get it. mine, then yeah. there, there's no point. The point disappears. Yeah. I mean, and that vanishes like, can, like Antonio somehow, Brown just goes away. Somehow that happens, and I pull that off. I will consider that a minor miracle coming back from four down just to even force the tie. Uh, so, what did you uh, want to get into about last week? You were you were definitely uh, uh, texting and complaining to me about getting hooked a couple of times. Uh, I got hooked early in the week. I mean, I get hooked by what, 14 and a hook on Buffalo, Atlanta, and then by four yep. and a hook on Philly and Washington. It's like, oh, oh, boy. So, so even to get hooked twice like that in one week, once is bad enough, twice is really bad. Um, to still only finish one game down on you, I felt lucky. Yeah, um, well, you at, After eating two L's like that. Right. Uh, so you got uh, the Ravens pick over the Rams on me. Because uh, Tyler Huntley is just the man. That's right. And he's um, forever destined to lose every game by one point. That's what it seems like. Um, and you got the uh, Clippers over the uh, the Broncos. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought they owed him. Uh, I thought they owed him a, a nice beating after the way Denver handled him up in Denver, which we should have seen coming for this KC game. You know, the Broncos have clearly been a better home team. This year, they they have handled teams at home well, especially their divisional opponents, and uh, they almost pulled off that upset against yeah, the that Chiefs. Was, that was a weird one. Uh, Chiefs didn't want to stop like, the run again. 
the, the run was a problem, and the only thing that Drew Locke could do passing-wise was to the perimeters. And it's like, yeah. are you guys going to stop that? Are you guys going to, you know, put anybody out there to stop the swing passes? Because that's, that's all he could do, but it was working because there was no, no defenders it, out there. So. Well, it also didn't help the Broncos that their DBs have stone hands, too, because Mahomes was giving them chances the whole game. Yeah. So. And not the, uh, the the sharpest tune-up for the for the Chiefs going into the playoffs. No, and they uh, needed that because they have to force now the Titans to beat Houston tomorrow to get to the number one seed. The, the Chiefs were in a spot where they could have lost that game today and then had the Bengals actually jump them for the two mm-hmm. seed. And honestly, I really believe whoever has the two seed in the AFC is probably the true home field advantage. Because I know we love the moxie of the Titans and the win and ugly Titans, and they love being an underdog. But man, it, they would be a fairly vulnerable one seed, uh, even overcoming everything they've overcome. Um, you know, at some point, not having Derrick Henry is going to catch up with them. Uh, he's practicing this week, so it looks like he's just about ready to come. They didn't clear him for this game, but you think he, he might he's... play? Yeah, he's he's like, there. He's real close. He's wow. He's really if, close. If, think, if the Titans get Derrick Henry back, and they have home field advantage, they become yeah, they, a lot more dangerous. Yeah, they might get that that bye next week. Uh, yeah, if they, they win can, tomorrow. Yeah, if they knock off the Texans. Yeah. Um, no, he's 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 almost there. Um, it's wow. a, it's a broken foot, broken toe, but uh, apparently he's a he's a quick healer and. He, uh, someone that big and strong, I guess I'm not surprised. So yeah, and realistically, would, you would 70 percent Derrick Henry. Uh oh, you're starting to break up again. Are no, you there? I'm, I'm here. Oh okay. Yeah, I said no. You would take 70 percent Derrick Henry. You would even just oh. take the threat of Derrick Henry. Yeah, just uh, lean on some guys for for four quarters. You don't have to bust through and give me the 70 yeah. yarder. Just just lean on them. And make them tired at the end of the game. Just, 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 yeah, just just soften up that defense a little bit and then open up that play-action game. Uh, what would also be really nice for the Titans uh, would be is if they can get healthy at wide receiver because how the, just the fact that they haven't been able to have Antonio Brown and Julio Jones on the field at the same time. Now, if they come into the division round and they have all three of them on the field, I have a whole different feeling about that Titans group. Yeah, it could be big. It could, I don't know, you know, how uh, strong Henry's going to be uh, coming right off the the, the injured list yeah. like that. Um, and Julio, of course, is a complete mystery. You know what he's going to give you at this point. Yeah. Uh, as big of a fan as he is, I'm willing to admit that there's a there's a chance he's going to be a non-factor for the Titans. This might be uh, a Jerry Rice on the Seahawks situation where it just no impact at all, and he just kind of slinks away. It, it's it's possible because uh, every time they put him out there, he seems like he hurts his hamstring again. So they're, they're going to try again tomorrow. Um, but yeah, good job uh, getting the uh, Titans over the Dolphins uh, for the lock. Uh, yeah. Tannehill's revenge game on Miami. You, you said the the Fins are going to go tits up, fins up, tits up, and you, you got that one right. Uh, you've been talking about how they're trash for a while, and <laughs> sure enough, I believe I even texted you that the Fins yeah. are trash. <laughs> I, I agreed. I, I, that win streak was extremely soft, very very marshmallowy. So they they finally uh, go out and and are completely out of playoff contention. We don't have to worry about them at all. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about and, the slots. And Tennessee just completely – Tennessee, this wounded one seed, right? They're, they're, 
just completely outclassed Miami. Like Miami didn't even belong in the same building. That's how bad the Dolphins are. So I was glad to see that uh, that that the ritual. Uh, I wouldn't call that like a you know like a like a mercy killing almost. Let's call it a ritual <laughs> sacrifice, but yeah, almost you know the, the, right. the Titans sacrificed the Dolphins on the altar, uh, you know, for the playoff gods, and thank God they did because I could not have stomached Miami winning that game and somehow finding a way to to eke into the playoffs. Yeah, it's bad enough that Taysom Tebow still has a shot to make the playoffs. You're talking about the <sighs> playoff field is is pretty much sewn up for both sides. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I I agree. I can't remember a year where there's so few spots available uh, in the last week of the season. The AFC is uh, there's a couple of spots uh, available at the end. Of course, we know about Chargers Raiders uh, on Sunday night yep. to uh, the, the the win in your end situation. And as far as the sixth seed goes, the Colts, they're not out of the woods yet. There's some uh, things that can happen if they lose. Uh, they uh, open up the door for some other teams that are waiting behind them. The uh, the Steelers can possibly get in the playoffs if Indy oh, loses. Oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> yes. The big oh, Ben can no. go out. <laughs> I mean, I, we, 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 split our, we split our picks for our, our last go pick, right? Because you, you went with Russ and I went with Big Ben. And yeah. we both ended up uh, splitting those. You know, I had, I, you know, so you had the Browns, I had the Lions. Um, Seattle just completely obliterates Detroit. And then somehow Big Ben ends up winning a game where he averages less than 2.7 yards per attempt. God, that was ugly. And if that doesn't say retire, I, I don't know what else does. Uh, you know, it shouldn't just game, be his last game in Pittsburgh. That should be his last game in like ever. <laughs> it, it may have Done. been the last. It may have been the last Baker Mayfield game in Cleveland, and it was fitting if that's the case because at one point Baker did this bootleg pirouette thing that made you think, oh, he really feels good about this play. Like he, you know. Guys that that bootleg usually they they come up you know looking around and squaring up squaring their shoulders. I'm talking to a, an actual uh, someone that actually played quarterback uh, in in some pickup games in his life, which yeah. I never did. Uh, so you can speak to us a lot better than I can. But usually you go in that bootleg and you turn around and you square your shoulders and you're looking to to fire and get that ball out of there. He did this like spin move like he was Prince or something where he where he's like oh he really thinks he's about to do something right now. Um, and he promptly passes up the open tight end underneath to try to force it to the outside receiver, and he got picked. Yeah. And it's like, that's Baker, folks. That is some classic Baker Mayfield shit right there. Ben played like crap, and Cleveland was worse, and therefore you win that that pick over me for sure. Yeah, I I hope Baker's done uh, in Cleveland because I don't know how much more they need to see to realize that he's not the answer. Yeah. Yeah, you go from that number one pick to another, another number one pick, who actually looks like a number one pick, and uh, that would be oh. Burrow. Man, more and more impressed every week. Every week, and we're and again, this is really the end of his first full season, right? Yeah. I mean, he's now barely played a few more games than one full season of pro football, and uh, he didn't have a problem shredding the Chiefs at all, and. Uh, that was a fun game. That was clearly we said it was game of the week when we picked it. It ended up being you know game of the week uh, in, on the field in practice. So, uh, but well, yeah. And then Cincinnati puts all that pressure 
on the Chiefs uh, for seeding purposes. Cincinnati wins, just wins the division outright, you know, that division that nobody seemed to want to win there for a while. And uh, they, like, they yeah, look we'll good. It. Yeah, uh, they, they look good. And Joe Burrow has another huge day. Um, just just lights up Kansas City. He obviously doesn't go for five and a quarter. Uh, he only went for 446. Slacker. You bum. Terrible. Come and, on. And, and, what and, you and, you know, what, what do we talk about with, with the Bengals? Don't let Jamar Chase beat you. So he just kept throwing it to him until he beat the man. That, that was that was that was an epic beating that Jamar Chase. I believe that set records. Uh, Jamar Chase with the 266 yards and three touchdown effort. People posting their fantasy lineup with his 50 point effort um, <laughs> that he had. You know what? I'd be proud too if I had him, and then he did that. Yeah. It's, well, I, if I you had hate. him, he'd, he'd be on your bench. I just didn't like the matchup. You know, the, the Chiefs defense has been improved <laughs> lately. I, I, yeah, that's right. I thought I should that bench Chiefs, him. That Chiefs secondary has really been improving. <laughs> that would definitely be a Dre move. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no, if I had him, he'd already gotten hurt. He'd be on the uh, the injured reserve. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he just kept catching contested balls. And, and, and Joe Burrow just kept throwing it to him because that was the, the game plan. Look, they're going to press you. You're going to run by him, and I'm going to throw it up, and you're just going to go catch it because that's, that's what you do. And that's what they did, and the Chiefs uh, couldn't do anything to stop them. It was uh, – they got all my respect, man. I you know, dogged the Bengals from the beginning of the season. didn't think they were legit. I thought they were a one-trick pony. They, they showed different ways of how to win. They showed different weapons, and they've, they've evolved. They, the team has just gotten better and better uh, as, the, the, as the season has gone on, and I, I, I got no hate for the Bengals. They got – all my respect, uh, you know, depending on the matchup, I might, you know, pick them uh, for a couple of rounds because they they got some combinations, man, that, uh, that looks like nobody can stop. Like if you get a, a, a secondary that, you know, isn't strong and can't, you know, physical these guys out of their routes, they're going to run right by them all the time. Not just Chase, but T. Higgins too and, and Tyler Boyd. They, they don't care, man. They, they're going right by your ass. If you can't body them up, they're going to go – Right by you, uh, yeah. So much for the great play of the the KC defense that that went out the window uh, in that game. But you know, it's still going to be hard for me not to to like KC and ride them all the way because they still showed some swagger even in in that game. Pat Mahomes looked like he was back to to his old self. He showed some swagger in his game today against the Broncos, even though he also had some bad throws. I still. You know, I can still see sort of the struggling Chiefs offense, quote-unquote struggling. I can still see where it's not perfect, it's not where you necessarily want it to be. They're still pretty damn good. So, yeah, this might be be a matchup. This might be, uh, you know, later on in the playoffs, they might see each other again, Bengals and Chiefs. And if they do, fireworks. Yeah, yeah. the the Bengals kind of have that early Bills, you know, when the Bills were on their way up or the Chiefs were on their way up, they have that feel to me like they're they're playing really good. They're hot going into the playoffs for sure, right? They clearly separated themselves here late, and they did beat a ton of good teams this year. I mean, mm-hmm. that is not the problem with this Bengals team. Is there, they're not, there's no uh, paper champion aspect to this. No, they didn't bum slay all year. They beat good teams, and they beat them pretty much all year long. Uh, the way they handled their division was pretty impressive. Uh, the, those those L's they hung on Pittsburgh, they weren't messing around. And what you'd be 
you know, you would consider. And what they did to the Ravens um, and what you used to consider would be like Sunnings. Uh, they were the ones turning around and handing those out the other way. Um, so, so Cincinnati had no problem taking over this division, but they just, it feels like it's like, uh, it's like, it's the first year of it, right? They're going to get into the playoffs. Things are going to get tight. Everyone's going to be all up on, on Joe Burrow. And there's going to be some, something's going to happen. There's going to be a mistake. There's going to be a pick. There's going to, you know, you just get that sense that they're good, but this might not just be their time yet. They got to, they got to earn it first. Yeah, they should be at least a year away, but I'm scared. I'm scared of picking. Yeah, somebody. I don't want to play them. Do you want to play them? <laughs> Hell no. You know, right? I mean, no, like they... right now, I mean, uh, you know, without playing any games tomorrow, that would be the Colts going in there. That that wouldn't go well. Uh, I, I'd be afraid if I were the Colts. I'd be scared. I, I don't of like that, the you know? uh, Joe Burrow Carson Wentz matchup. I think there's a clear advantage on the quarterback side. On if, if you're if you're doing the scouting report and the breakdown, I think that's a check mark on the uh, the Bengals side. <laughs> they uh, played uh, keep away from the Chiefs to, to 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 win that game. It was a comeback victory. The Chiefs were doing their yeah. thing in the first half, and they were up a couple touchdowns. And the, and the Bengals just said, "Okay, well, we, I guess we got to do what we got to do to make the comeback." And then they get down there, tied up at 31. They get uh, to the goal line get denied first, second, third down. And instead of kicking the, uh, the field goal at that point to go up, they tried to go right. in again on fourth down. Um, and I believe it was uh, offsetting penalties and they said, Oh, fuck it. We're going again. And then they got the uh, defensive penalty at that point that, uh, in the end zone uh, to reset the downs. And then at that point they said, okay, now we can just kneel and, and run the clock down to kick the field goal with no time left, which is right. uh, what you really want to do. But they weren't going to kick the field goal and then turn the ball over to Pat and, and let Pat Mahomes get the last say. They said, no, we're, t- we're going in for the touchdown. And we're going to, if we're going to turn it back over to you, we're going to be up seven, not up three. Cause we know what happens if we're up three and we give the ball back to Pat Mahomes, he's going to go down the field and beat our ass. And I, that's that's balls. I love it. It is. Those are some brass ones on, on Zach Taylor and the Bengals. And, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm afraid as hell of the Cincinnati Bengals right now because they, they don't care. And that's good. I mean, this is this is at least it's been a long season and it's been crazy and we've dealt with all the, 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 the plague of, you know, everything that's going on. But the, the playoffs are lining up well, right? I mean, we're looking at a fun – group of teams for the most part on both sides going into the playoffs here. Yeah. I, I really like all the, uh, the playoff teams, except for uh, if the saints happen to sneak in, I wouldn't yeah, like that no. so much. And there's always one. There's always one. Yeah. There's always one that doesn't belong there. The, the, the bears were the one last year. Believe me. I remember. Yes. So uh, I said that no team needed the home field advantage more than the Packers. And uh, they went and they got it. Um, and that was your lock of the week. So good on you. We both had the, we both had the Packers handling business there and, uh, yeah, they, they didn't, uh, care at all about whoever the hell that guy was playing quarterback for the Vikings. They just put the whooping on the Vikings. And if you see more than one series or even a quarter out of the Packers regulars tomorrow, I would be stunned. I, I would too. Sean Mannion uh, did exactly what Sean Mannion should do, uh, which is uh, get his ass beat by the Packers uh, on Sunday night. And uh, yeah, that was my lock, and they absolutely covered that easily. It, it's uh, the, the Packers even, isn't even a story uh, in that game. 
to me, it's the Vikings, and it, it, it's time. It's time for a reboot. I, I, I like Mike Zimmer a lot as a coach. I, I, I regard him very highly, but I think this has run its course. Uh, you know, maybe Kirk Cousins too, because he's clearly not somebody you can rely on, not even uh, counting the whole fact that he got COVID, which is just unfortunate, but just his play. Like, you just – he's one of those teams. We, we pointed out all year that there's a handful of teams, four or five teams in the league that – are clearly playing in spite of their quarterback and not because of them. They're trying to play around their quarterback. They're trying to coach around their quarterback because they know if they put too much on his plate, then it's going to go bad because he's just not very good, such as Cleveland, such as Tennessee now with Ryan Tannehill. Um, And I put Minnesota in that same category as well. Now it's possible they go, uh, they get much worse in the short term because they might not be able to put in the quarterback that's, uh, as good as Kirk Cousins in the short term, but long term, uh, you know, franchise, uh, there's got to be s- sort of a, a reboot and a, and a new starting point. And sometimes you got to throw out uh, the the mediocre quarterback uh, as part of that reboot, even though you might be worse in the short term. Is something you need to do uh, for the long term? Yeah, and if you needed any stat about that Packer Viking game to tell you the result. Uh, we said that you needed to put 11 in the box if you were the Packers, right? Uh, Delvin Cook, nine carries for 13 yards. That's not the help that Sean Mannion needs. That is not <laughs> showing a lot, a lot of help. respect for the game of young Sean Mannion. <laughs> not at all. That <laughs> That the only player who could have been possibly effective and helped keep the Vikings in that game, everybody knew it, and the, and the Packers just had the answer so you know I don't know if they blow the whole thing up um I don't know how much is Kirk Cousins done is is he in his contract here or is he still there I think you know what I don't know I'm not gonna lie and say he's gonna be a free agent I'm actually not yeah I'll tell you because he's played well enough to keep his job this year but we know what we know where the bread is buttered, right? We, we know that it's the Dalvin cook show and Kirk cousins is the, you know, just don't screw it up guy. You yep. know, yep. Um, that might have to be good enough for another year. It might not be with Mike Zimmer, but it might have to be good enough at that position. Uh, it might be, I, I don't, I don't want to, I, I, if I, if I'm doing a reboot, if I'm blowing that thing up uh, to me, I'm, I'm blowing him out as well, just because I know it, we're not going to be good enough with him. He's not winning a championship. Sure. And, somebody and that's why. Him. I mean, there, there would be yeah. a market. Some Somebody oh, would be dumb. Oh, not, not even necessarily dumb. There's a whole lot yeah. of teams whose quarterbacks are way worse than Kirk Cousins right now. That's true. And, and need to do something about that. And that would be uh, that would be an upgrade for them. Uh, but so, if I'm, that'll be interesting. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Uh, I would take him over Mason Rudolph. I guess that's uh, yeah. I would definitely do that. Tell you what, um, Kirk Cousins has way higher than a two point seven yards per attempt. Much, way higher. much higher. That, that that's true. Uh, so yeah, there, there's uh, <laughs> I I don't think we're even gonna get to a whole lot of the stuff that happened in in week seventeen because there was just so much of it. Um. But some of the things I wanted to to hit on, I definitely wanted to uh, talk about AB and his craziness. I definitely wanted to talk about yeah. uh, how terrible the uh, the Browns and Baker looked, and that needs to be rebooted, and Minnesota needs to be rebooted. Um, 
the uh, the Arizona Cardinals uh, yeah. added to their that was one that wide... I that was one that I that was one that I got. You did. They they added to their wide receiver depth by discovering someone named Antoine Wesley uh, from Cliff Kingsbury School, Texas Tech, uh, sort of pointing out to me or or reinforcing my uh, opinion of somebody might pick up. They're not saying they're going to. Somebody might pick up Antonio Brown for the playoff front. If you're the Cardinals and you're relying on Antoine Wesley to fill the depth of, of uh, not having uh, of New Hopkins, would you rather have Antoine Wesley or Antonio Brown when the playoffs, uh, when the chips are, are down? Because I think I'd want Antonio Brown uh, out there uh, running patterns for me. I think that's going to be uh, just going to give me a much better chance of winning a championship. Yeah, I mean, when I, I told you, it was the first team when I looked at the slate of teams here set to go to the postseason. I'm like, eh, it's the one who could probably use a guy like him now that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. They uh, they used all their depth. They used all their weapons, including Kyler Murray's feet, uh, to beat the Cowboys. That was uh, an impressive uh, win for a team that had been struggling lately. Um, and, and Dak and the Dallas offense, uh, they were all out of sync. They did not look good for most of that game, but you know when they did look good? Late in the game, in Dak time. <laughs> some <laughs> some Dak time uh, stats last week. Oh. Uh, they 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 don't need Dak time tonight. They're up uh, 37-20 yeah, and, 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 and driving and looking like they're going to put the uh, the Eagles away. Uh, Mike McCarthy time clock management uh, was getting questioned, and, and I what? know we were all just no. stunned about that. Yeah, I know. You're your guy. Um, it was uh, where they had no timeouts in the second half because they had already – burned up timeouts in, in situations where Arizona forced them to use one because they were running an offense on the field on fourth down and the Cowboys were unprepared. Uh, the Cowboys offense used the timeout trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And then at the end of the, uh, towards the end of the game, the uh, Cardinals uh, looked like they had fumbled, but the, the but the Cowboys couldn't challenge them because they were out of timeouts. And it's like, well, there's Mike McCarthy for you once again. Uh, so that that was uh, something to chuckle at. We we're so used to Mike McCarthy and time clock management getting criticized, so it, it was about time for one of those again. Uh, yes, because um, I'm the one usually doing it. Yes, um, but you can't have Dak as your leading rusher. That was uh, the, the Cowboys were definitely not doing what they're supposed to do because Dak Prescott wound up being the leading rusher in that game against the uh, the Cardinals. That wasn't uh, that wasn't good. But there was. Um, the uh, one thing I did wanted to uh, to point out and remember from that game, from the uh, Cardinals Cowboys game, was the fake punt that the Cardinals pulled off. Um, somebody named Jonathan Ward made the uh, the catch of the fake punt. I don't know who he who he is. Never heard of him. But you got to go and find that catch and look it up. Um, it's one of the best catches I've ever seen. I'm not even. I said at the time that I saw it, I said. Oh my God, that's one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. So think of the uh, the the oh, like, Tyree, yeah, the the one where it was yeah, where one where he's holding the ball on the back of the defender there. Right. So think yeah, of the Tyree Hill catch with except with one hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like oh my I God, he and he's basically that. using the defender <laughs> as the leverage to keep the football, which is even more insane when you think about it. That, that it was. Um, I, that's one of the best catches I've ever. I don't care what the circumstance. I don't. I, I don't care that we don't know his name. David Tyree hardly made any other catches uh, after that helmet catch. No. I don't know if he made another catch in his whole career after that. 
Um, but he got that. He, he's got that on his resume, and no one, and no one can take it from him. And this this guy, uh, Ward, Jonathan Ward, has that. That it was unfreaking believable. My mouth was open after that catch. I was just like, he caught that. Oh my god! So definitely go back and find that. Yeah, the ball never um, hit the ground. That's so all that matters. So what else did you want to talk about from uh, from week uh, Well, yeah, you, you, you took the Arizona one. Uh, clearly, okay. that was uh, you know that was the one that was probably of the games that were left the best of the efforts. Uh, you, we, you know, we, we don't have to talk too much about your, your QB one. Uh, he he destroyed the Giants. Oh, they good for him. I don't know what boy. that was. That's... Um, gotta gotta give credit to the Raiders um, going in and beating the Colts. Um, the, you talk about a team that fought back from looking like they were done and now is in a situation where they can win and they're in tomorrow night. And that's, uh, you know, for all the stuff that's happened to the Raiders this year with Gruden and Henry Ruggs, they had another guy get popped for a DUI. Um, they, they definitely lead the league in guts. (laughs) Okay. Gruden. Um, here's a perfect example of what you get with Carson Wentz. Again, another, team that's playing in spite of their quarterback and not because of him. Yeah. He, at, at one point in his game, he, he rolled out, he extended the play. He, he's, he's trying to do all he can. He, he, and he throws a jump ball in the end zone that two different Las Vegas defenders batted up in the air from each other into T.Y. Hilton's hands for a touchdown pass. Oh, it's like, come just on. like they drew it up. Get the hell out of here. Uh, to give Indy the lead at that point. It's like, are you serious? <laughs> Did that really happen? Um, and Vegas had to rally back from that for the win. So, yeah, definitely uh, all props and all credit to the Raiders for, for that. But, yeah, Wentz also missed a wide-open T.Y. down the sideline in the fourth quarter because that's who he is. It's Carson Wentz, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another In that situation, I read, you know, we've talked about that at, uh, at length, and we already know what that is. That's just – Yes. Um, you know the the coach uh, having the connection with him in Philly and taking a, a chance on a on a reclamation project. So we we know we get that we know what that is. Um, and and could he throw him away and try to improve at quarterback? Yeah, he could. But uh, again, you're taking the chance if you do that, you might bring him somebody worse. And I don't think you want to do that with the Colts right now because they're kind of in their window. Like they're they're gearing up to be a, a major contender for the next several years. Uh, the defense is. is mostly young and, and talented. The offense is, you know, you only got so many years with a running back that, you know, like Jonathan Taylor who runs that hard uh, and you want to take uh, advantage of his, of his prime years before he gets, you know, going towards 30 and, and gets starts running out of gas. So, uh, so they're, they're, they're right there. They're, they're trying to take advantage. Uh, and you, you get this guy, you got Carson Wentz, you, you know, just take care of things. Just, you know, be the, be the gatekeeper, just, don't don't screw up. Don't lose the game for us. That's all you're, you're asking of him, pretty much. Um, and he, he tried to win the game with the lucky touchdown, and he also could have come back and won the game if he was better and, and uh, could hit open receivers uh, uh, at the end of the game trying to rally him back. But you know, that, that's what he is. You know who you got with him. Yeah. So I, that, was, that, to me, was more uh, a credit to the Raiders. I, I just, you know – like I said, the team, we, we, how many times have we counted them out? And here they come again and all the and situations and, and all and the not, drama. You know, they, and... they, they could win tomorrow night and go 10 and seven this year. And with all, yeah. So um, even if they end up coming short, 
talk about a team that could have just been, you know, mail it in time, right? Multiple times this year, the Raiders could have just been like, you know what, guys, we're done. Yeah. It's too much and just gone in the tank, and they never did. So good for them. Here they are right on the precipice. Yeah. Uh, anyone waiting for the uh, the Cowboys update, you, you can pretty much no, put it I away. No, I can see the score. That game's over. Yes, 44 to 20, and they just got a pig, so they're driving again. So, yeah, that's definitely all Cowboys. Just want um, to just please, please, please do not be playing your starters right now. Oh, no. No, they, they, the Dak has got a ball cap on, and, they, yeah, they're, they're definitely not playing their starters. Um, uh, you, we talked a little bit about the uh, Ravens and the Rams. Matt Stafford got very acquainted with Chuck Clark. He threw him a pick six. He threw him another INT. Yeah. Uh, Ravens were up ten nothing and driving at the end of the first half when Tyler Huntley launches a dumb interception and starts the comeback for the Rams. Um, and Cooper Cup immediately took advantage and scored a touchdown. It, it, it's a gutsy outing by the Ravens. Uh, you know they controlled pretty much the whole game. They just uh, found a way to piss it away at those those very key times, and then Odell Beckham showed off his talents on two huge catches uh, to give the Rams uh, the lead and, and ultimately the win. But yeah, you can't feel great about the Rams though coming out of that one. That's four pick sixes for Matthew Stafford this year. That's that's a lot. Um, yeah, he's got to clean that I, up, obviously, uh, going into the playoffs. I just had a feeling that was going to be kind of a you know a trap spot for them that 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 it had that feeling it just you know i i've liked what tyler huntley's been doing i, I you know you were talking about another guy who plays with a lot of guts and and that ravens team and you, you just were assuming that that was going to be matthew stafford just shredding that secondary and it didn't happen he, he put up the yards but yeah he was also finding defenders and this is still i mean what what does matthew stafford ever won Right. Um, and you all, yeah, that's that's true. And you also put confidence in John Harbaugh and said that yeah. team was going to have some pride off of getting embarrassed like that and have a much better showing. That's exactly yeah. what they did. So uh, as a fan of them, I was glad to see that. I didn't believe in it, and uh, they they came through and with the effort anyway. They they couldn't come through with a W, but they did cover for yeah. you. So that was good. I, I still say uh, you know this year is is. You know, for the Ravens, you just kind of throw it in the trash and say, you know, there, there was too many injuries. There's too many right. things happening there that, you know, your, your starting quarterback couldn't make it on the field the last whole month of the year. So, yeah. Uh, and, and realistically, even if Baltimore, well, yeah, you, you got all the, you got these two games that you lose by a, a point because you go for two and you don't get it. Um, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, <laughs> We don't crap on John Harbaugh very often, so uh, just, you, you didn't give him. You gave him a pass for both of those. You said you understood why he did them. Uh, I'll, I'll defer to your judgment on that one. But how far were they honestly going to go in the playoffs, anyways? I mean, they're still point, in contention. They still alive? The Steelers and the Ravens have have pathways to make the playoffs. A lot the, of stuff has to happen. I know the Ravens' pathway is really narrow. Um, but Clippers, yeah, the, Colts, and Dolphins all have to lose uh, for Baltimore to make. Oh it. man! Please tell me Miami's done. Are they done? Miami is done. Okay, Miami good. is that, completely that's all I care done. About. <laughs> yes, the Dolphins are eliminated. So you can... now I'm done.
celebrate the fact that the uh, the Dolphins the the fins up did indeed go tits up uh, as you said. Um, are we worried uh, about the Bills? I know uh, you know hipster Jay talk about the no. Bills again. Uh, finding a way to to not cover and and not looking very impressive three ints for project yeah they, they, he didn't he did not have his best game but they did it on the ground there's like you know what Josh Allen you're not having a good game you're throwing you're throwing picks um yeah it, they just all of a sudden go ah you know what we're just gonna give it to Devin Singletary here. And Devin Singletary ends up going for 110 yards. Josh Allen decides he's not going to throw; he's just going to run. Um, they, they handled their business. I mean, Dallas, I mean, Buffalo's, you know, they've usually found ways to cover against teams like this. They got hooked. I mean, realistically, that's what happened. They got hooked. Okay. They were playing. It was snowy. You know, it just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a great effort overall for the Bills. But does that make me, like, really worried? Nah, no, not really. No, I, I'll, I'll worry for you. I don't – I just – I hate that inconsistency. I hate that your uh, quarterback that's supposed to be, you know, one of the ones that's on the verge of being a, a one of the next great superstars. Is there any yeah. excuse for a, a quarterback that's supposed to be one of the next great superstars to go 11-26 – uh, for a buck twenty and three ints, I don't mm. I don't understand how you do that. Uh, I don't understand how the team uh, is is losing at the half to a, a dome team uh, in the snow. I, I just that that doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, that I, I don't I don't I guess I still don't believe in the Bills. I'm I'm still hating on the Bills. It's all right. I mean, I'm not saying you know they're going to win it all. Although I had them in the Super Bowl. Um, with the with the with the Bucks because you know I'm I'm trying to end this Buccaneers thing by just picking them. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work with all their uh, drama and all the injuries I, I don't, they're going through. I, I don't want it to work. That's why I picked them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> see what um, I'm doing I'll, there? I, I see. I, I, had, I got you. I've had this season long plan to eliminate the Bucks, and that's I'm just going to pick them. I'm just going to be like I'm just going to join the dark side. And uh, when it all blows up in their face, I'll, I'll laugh at them. I'll probably uh, pick neither... them every game too. I, I'm not not only am I going to do that, I'm going to pick them every <laughs> single game in the playoffs. I'm going to even if it means I lose the pick, I'm going to pick the Bucks until they until they prove otherwise. They're the champs. Try to ride them all the way into the ground, huh? Yep, <laughs> that's my plan. I'll I'll take the L if I can get rid of Tommy and the Bucks. Uh, neither one of us thought that the Niners uh, were going to cover 13 with Trey Lance at quarterback, they and uh, they did. Uh, he didn't have they a, tried a not very to. good. Yeah, he didn't have a good first half, but he made the big throws that he had to in the second half, and then leads him to the cover. Uh, so yeah, 16 of 23 for 249 with two TDs and an interception. You know what? That's kind of what I thought that that. Uh, there, there, you know, Kyle Shanahan was going to coach, sort of coach him up and coach him through a, a game and lead him through. And I still kind of think he'd rather do that than than deal with with Jimmy G. But Jimmy G. has played well enough throughout the year to sort of say, well, I, I guess I can't really bench him. And Trey Lance was so shaky in his opportunities. Yeah, I don't know if I want to do that. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. That it looks like uh, whatever this thumb injury is that. Um, Jimmy G had that he's going to actually try to come back and play. Um, I don't know if 
he wants to, I don't know if uh, Shanahan wants to do that, and I don't know if I trust that he's going to let him do that uh, through the whole game. Uh, it might be sort of a tag team situation there, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, um, I obviously going into the playoffs, if he's healthy, would rather have Jimmy G just for the, you know, he's got the experience of taking a team to the Super Bowl and, and, and damn near winning the thing um, versus you would be enforced to play Trey Lance as a rookie. And, you know, if, if they end up in the wrong matchup, that could get really ugly. Yeah. Um, and Russ Wilson blew up Seattle in his finale for four TDs. We talked a little bit about that. Um, and Ghost Boy gets ran off the field uh, by the Saints. And then uh, they just smother Carolina. Uh, 132, an interception, and seven sacks. Uh, Sam, I, I don't think this is, I don't think it's going to work for you in Carolina, pal. I see dead people. That, that we talk about that hot start that he had, the three and zero start yeah. of the Panthers. That feels like that was seven years ago. So uh, the the longest season, the season that will never end, will finally come to an end for for Darnold and everybody else tomorrow. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know what the direction is. What 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 is the direction for that team? You tell me. I have to, I don't know. Uh, they don't know either because they already announced they're bringing back Matt Rule, so they they want more of that. Oh, maybe they want more of the Kirk raw rod. Maybe Kirk Cousins can play down there. Or what did I say? <laughs> I, I said I said I could see Roethlisberger down there. Is he gonna co- try to come back and play with somebody else? If he doesn't else? retire, I could see him going to someplace warm. You know, why would he not retire? You're done, old man. He looks, Sit down. He, he looks he looks overdone. Well done and and fried yes. in cricket speed and smothered, so, covered and scattered. And now I'm getting well, hungry. We, we might as well uh, we might as well get to trying to figure out the craziest week there is. Week 18. And I've got the. Uh, I, I didn't know I was going to be on the hook for making ah. the coin flip. So you, unfortunately, we, we nope. have to divert a little bit from our our norm. I did Uh-oh. not have. And I predict dime. I don't have a dime sitting oh. near me. I happen to have a nickel oh. sitting here. Okay. I'll be, I'll be flipping the I predict nickel. You got to say it like you, you mean it. You, you may, uh, may want to just just for uh, posterity uh, pick the first two games here with the, with the nickel too. <laughs> the first two games? The, the, the games that are played today. Um, the, the, the pick them uh, after they've been played? Yeah, we're going to do the uh, a, Frank Schwab Yahoo blog? Uh, move, the Yahoo <laughs> move, yeah. We're going to pick the games after they've been played with a coin flip. We are not going to, to do that. We are going to skip oh, the okay. two games that have been played okay. today, and we're going to go pick the rest of the games on the schedule tomorrow, uh, us picking them and the coin. It's not the dime, it's the nickel this time, and we will pick that in a couple of minutes. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at IMLDDre when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. 
to listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over. Come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. The last week of the longest season in NFL history coming to you well it started today and it's continuing tomorrow we had our two picks for these two games already tweeted out if you follow us on Twitter you just heard the Twitter handles then you already got our picks uh, we both had KC we lost that one I had Dallas to cover and Jay had Philly it looks like I'm going to win that pick so the rest of the games for tomorrow, the 14 that are remaining, and just a reminder once again, the coin, the rules for coin is very simple. Heads is for the favorites. Doesn't matter who's at home or who's on the road. Tails, the coin gets the underdog. And I'm not going to run over and put this on the floor like I used to because it used to always bounce away, which is very frustrating. So I'm going to try to keep the flips uh, here in, on the table in front of me. You're going to get to hear that. Uh, and I'm going to not flip it nearly as high in the air, uh, and, uh, and I'm doing that in, uh, in, a, in an attempt to keep the coin uh, within earshot and within uh, somewhere where I don't have to run off the, uh, the microphone and, and go chase it down, which is no good for anybody. So with all of that, here we go for the rest of week eight. Let's start right off with some craziness. The Packers and the Lions. The Packers have sewn up the number one seed in the NFC. They have nothing to play for at all. Who knows how long. Aaron Rodgers is going to play with that bad foot. Who knows if he is going to play at all. You know what? If you got a, a really bad foot or a really bad toe like that, why would you even suit up? I don't know. I, don't I, I know there's the, uh, the the rust factor. You don't want him to yeah. be off for two weeks, which is, it would be if he missed tomorrow and then had the bye week. He wouldn't have played any football at all in two weeks. But really, is it going to matter in, in on January the, the 24th or whatever uh, when when they actually play in the NFC uh, uh, semifinal game, divisional round, will it matter that he played on January 9th at that point? I don't I don't really know if it matters. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to sit there and go, oh well, he, he's not rusty because he played one drive against the Lions. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's kind of silly when you think about it. Jared Goff uh, has uh, been labeled probable by his coach with his knee injury, so. He will probably be out there uh, in place of Tim Boyle to play this last game for the Lions. Uh, Green Bay at 13-3, and three, Detroit at 2-13-1. and one. 
Packers beat them up on Monday night, week two, 35-17 up at Lambeau Field. Four touchdowns for Aaron Jones. Three of them were receiving. That was Green Bay's rebound from that shocking uh, L that they took against the Saints to open the season, which that also feels yeah. like seven years ago. That sure uh, does. With the, that five Was that the five-touchdown game for Jameis? <laughs> right. Followed, followed up by a 117-yard game or something like that. <laughs> Uh, this is the week 18, last week's uh, silliness that we talk about. Green Bay and their 13 wins are only a three-point favorite at the 213-1 line. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to take the Packers. I'll take the Packers' backups over the Lions' <laughs> regulars. That's how bad the Lions are. I don't care if it's Jared Goff. I definitely uh, don't like the Lions if that's not Jared Goff, if that's Tim Boyle. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you know, Jordan Love, I, I respect – that he started turning it around a little bit in that Kansas City game, you know, facing nothing but pretty much zero blitzes for the whole game. And he actually started to get that offense moving a little bit. He sort of got that trial by fire. I don't think Detroit has the personnel to do that to them. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm still, I don't think this is going to be Matt Flynn level uh, garbage time. <laughs> like we saw against Detroit, by the way, uh, when he yeah. played himself into that huge contract, uh, many many moons ago, that would have been Russell Wilson's rookie, right before Russell Wilson's rookie year. Um, but I'm still going to go ahead and take the Packers. They're just a better team here, no matter what. Obviously, um, and yes, the Lions definitely don't have the uh, the personnel and the horses to to hurry and pressure Jordan Love all game like that. But they're going to actually be trying the whole game, and the Packers are not. I don't know how long the starters are going to play. I don't know how long Jordan Love's going to play and, and get warmed up and get in there. I, I, I'm not doing it. I'm not taking Jordan Love against the kneecap biters. I'm not taking the, the oh. Lions and their incredible uh, record against the spread this year. We've talked about it. They're 213 and one straight up is absolutely terrible. It's much better against the spread. I'm pretty sure they're still uh, well above 500 against the spread this year. So I'm taking the kneecap biters and the, the three points. They'll probably – uh, pull it out and win the game late. So the coin will have the uh, differing opinion of both of us. We'll see which side this coin is on. Head heads. You know, these, these, I, never, I never really looked at these nickels. I guess they're brand new. Um, so they look a little different than the nickel that I that we all grew up with. Um, but, yeah, that was the head. So uh, the coin is going with the favorite Packers. So the coin is with you on that one. Uh, on to the Bengals and the Browns. Here's another team that doesn't have anything to play for. The Bengals have their uh, AFC North wrapped up. They've already said that Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and others are sitting out. So it's going to be uh, – have we figured out his name yet? Is it Brandon Allen or is it Random Allen? We can't really Rand- – Random <laughs> Allen. <laughs> the original, the actual Random Allen uh, will be up at quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and Case Keenum will be up at quarterback for the Browns because Baker Mayfield has decided to have that surgery that he's needed for the last however many months. Um, Denzel Ward is gooped for the uh, the Browns and and uh, as a defensive back, and that's only important because in Week Four uh, the Browns beat the Bengals forty-one to sixteen behind five sacks of, uh, of 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 the Cincinnati Bengals. And Denzel Ward had a 99-yard pick six in that game. I was watching that game. I remember that turned all the momentum. Cincinnati was actually driving and trying to stay in that game. And then he got down there at the one-yard line and just picked it off and ran uh, all the way back. 
And he won't be able to do that this time. So he'll be missing, and so will a whole lot of other people. And it's supposed to be wet and windy uh, in Cleveland. So just joy all around in Ohio for this one. Uh, since he had 10 and 6, Cleveland at 7 and 9 and eliminated. Uh, Bengals are the underdog in this situation. They are plus 5 at Cleveland. Right. So this is asking me, do I want Random Allen or do I want Case Keenum? Oh boy. Mm. Uh, we, we know that since we know that Cleveland played okay, um, you know Keenum played okay in some limited time. We were actually kind of curious why Baker was coming back so early from his injury. Uh, maybe that's because Case Keenum kind of did play okay. Uh, so while I do like the Bengals here with Case Keenum to win this, I just don't like the points. So I'm taking the Bengals. I think they keep it under the the number. Well, I definitely was on the, the bandwagon of, hey, Baker is limited already. You you know he makes all these mistakes, and he's physically uh, hampered with this broken bone in his back. Yeah, which, I, I don't know, sounds it. kind of severe. Uh, go ahead and throw Case Keenum out there and see what, what he can do. And, yeah, maybe I, I heard that in your voice, that skepticism, that maybe there was some uh, political reasons why they didn't do that, uh, didn't want to upset Mr. Mr. Baker. Mr. Com- uh, you know, commercial star or whatever. Um, and you know what? Now that he's down and now that, uh, you know, now that Baker's dead, Case Keenum gets to go in there and be the star and, and do what he's supposed to do. I bet the Browns dominate this game now that Baker Mayfield is dead. I don't know if I'd say that if uh, Cincinnati had something to play for. We're actually playing their horses, uh, but they're certainly not going to be doing that. So I'm going to take Cleveland and give the five points, and I'm definitely not going to go with random Brandon Allen in this situation. Let's see what the coin says about this one. And once again, breaking our tie, it's heads again, again with the favorite, and that would be the Browns. But this time the coin is with me. On to the Titans and the Texans. So Tennessee, uh, 11 and 5, Houston, 4 and 12. Tennessee will clinch the uh, home field advantage uh, with the victory. Kansas City winning today by the skin of their teeth means that Tennessee has to play uh, and and actually play Houston tough and play them legit and, and try to actually win the game uh, because if they don't, then the Chiefs will take that number one seed, and I'm sure the Titans really would want that number one seed. So I have no doubt that the Titans are going to try like hell uh, to play and play their hardest. The problem is it might not be enough because Houston came into Nashville week 11 and beat their ass straight up 22-13, to 13. Uh, even though they dog-walked the, the Texans up and down the field yardage-wise, Tannehill kept throwing the ball over to them and gave them four INTs on that game, and that snapped a six-game winning streak for the Titans at that time. So who knows? Houston might have some fight for them. Uh, Oddsmakers don't seem to think so. Titans are minus 11 at the Texans. Yeah, that's a big number. I, I do believe that the Titans are going to come out and try to win this as – as quickly as they can. So that's the fear for me is that they put the they put the Texans away early and they kind of go into cruise control. And, and you know what happens. It's the final week. You know you're kind of cruising into the playoffs. And Houston, does Houston have enough in the tank to garbage time? That's really where it all comes down to for me. I'm going to say they don't. I'm going to go ahead. I'm gonna, I think Titans get up big enough early. I think they get. I think they could win this game by three, four touchdowns, or be up by three, four touchdowns at some point in this game. And I just don't think Houston has enough to get this thing close. 
Julio Jones is going to try one more time to get out there on the field for the Titans. Uh, who knows how long he's going to be out there, how much he's going to have left. Uh, yeah, as I, as I was saying earlier, Derrick Henry was practicing all week, um, and, and his uh, window has been opened to uh, to return from IR, but they decided not to activate him uh, for this game specifically. But he is he's close. He's, he's just about ready to, to get back on there. So, yeah, this one to me is uh, we, we agree that it, there's no way the Titans should lose this game straight up to Houston, even though they lost uh, earlier in the year. It's, to me, uh, as far as covering the number, it's all about Tanny not screwing up and turning it over again. I, I don't know if he's going to throw him four INTs, but uh, he very well may throw him a couple. Uh, e- even if King Henry took some snaps, I I, I wouldn't trust Tanny. I don't trust Tannehill with his big number, uh, minus 11. Uh, I'm going to take uh, the Texans to cover that spread. Yeah, I, I think uh, – uh, our, our, our quarterback. I'm getting all my backup quarterbacks mixed up. I'm trying to remember which General one Mills. Texans. That's General Mills. That's it. I was uh, I was going to bring up the random Allens, but he's not one of those. He's he's General Mills. Uh, yeah, you, you, we've talked about it all year. He's got that one drive it seems uh, to to cover spreads in him uh, every game. He's he's potentially got the got that on his sword. So I'm going to take him to have that one drive to keep Houston. Close enough. Uh, keep them within 11. Let's see where coin lands on this one. That's tails. That is the underdog, Houston Texans. So the coin is with me on that one. Here we go again. We started three for three uh, against each other last week, didn't we? So let's see where we go on Pittsburgh and Baltimore. We know it's going to be ugly and nasty and Scrappy, it always is between these teams. Uh, the weather is not going to be pretty either. It's going to be wet and windy out there in Baltimore. Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver for the Steelers, uh, looked like he had gotten gooped on Thursday and then got cleared from the goop list on Friday. One day on the goop list for Deontay Johnson. I think that set a new record, so good for him. Uh, so he's already been cleared. Uh, should be the Big Ben finale period. We don't know, but it should be. Um, and, of course, it's going to be Snoop Huntley one more time at quarterback for the Ravens because Lamar Jackson still uh, cannot play with that bad ankle. Um, as I said, these two teams have very outside chances to still make the playoffs. They both need a lot of things to happen, uh, including the uh, Colts losing and the uh, the, the Cooper Chargers uh, and Miami uh, as well um, would have to lose for Baltimore to get in. Uh, these two played in week 13. The Steelers won in Pittsburgh 20-19 to because Baltimore tie, uh, had a chance to tie the game up after getting a late touchdown, and John Harbaugh went for two because he thought his defense couldn't handle uh, overtime, and they failed, and the Steelers got that victory. That was the first of uh, a, a couple, at least, failed two-point attempts by John Harbaugh. Uh, so in this one, Steelers are the slight underdog plus three and a half at Baltimore. As, as much as I want to take the Ravens here, and as much as I respect what Tyler Huntley has been doing, I believe that Tyler Huntley is forever destined to lose one-point ball games <laughs> because that just seems like every time he gets a shot, they lose games by one point. That happened in the Packer game, uh, right? That happened in the Steeler game, and that just happened in the Ram game. That is three one-point L's. Would four be some kind of a record, you know, for this poor kid who keeps going out there and playing? I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is clearly done, and I'm sure the Ravens would love nothing more than send Ben off into retirement 
in Dan Marino style, but that defense Ooh. is still so bad. Yeah. <laughs> we, you, you see it right now, right? Was it, I believe, 62-7? to seven? Um, Got his down ass kicked Jack- all up and down, down in Jacksonville. Field. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah. That was ugly. Um, but I'm going to go with the one-point uh, theory here, and, and I still actually like that hook. So I think the Ravens actually win this one, but I'll take them by the field goal. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to uh, not cover three-and-a-half. Yeah, both these franchises kind of emanate an odor right now. They both kind of stink, yeah. uh, but they still have a, a chance at the playoff. But they, they always play each other very tough. They both technically you know, still have that chance for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm going to concur and, and say that the, the Steelers stay within a field goal at least and, and maybe even win the game. Uh, yeah, probably, probably going <laughs> right. to be a one-point win either way for Baltimore or Pittsburgh. Uh, either way, Pittsburgh would cover three and a half. So I will concur with you on that. The coin would have to come up tails for the underdog to concur with us. And it does. The coin is on the side of the underdog Steelers as well. On two, ugh, Bears Vikings. So Justin Fields was uh, going to return and get that last start in to end this rookie season. And this rookie season apparently is just doomed to hell for him because he probably got gooped and uh, will not be playing. Uh, so it will be, once again, QB1, Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, at quarterback for the Bears. Uh, they will also have not have their defensive lineman, Akeem Hicks, who has an ankle injury. Bears at 6-10, and 10, Vikings at 7-9. and nine. Week 15 on Monday night, Vikings won a, a taffy pull at Soldier Field, 17-9. Bears had their chances in that one. They kept going into Vikings territory. They just couldn't put them away and, and actually get into the end zone, unfortunately. Uh, so in this one, uh, Kirk Cousins uh, will be back from the goop. Um, Vikings, I guess, will be, I guess, you know, pretty much healthy. So for all the guys yeah. that are on IR, uh, Bears are four-point dogs in this one at the Vikings. Yeah, that's the reason I'm taking the Vikings. It's, it's the home finale. It's the last game of the year. And they're really going into this about as full strength as you can. As in week 18, this deep into the season. They're about as healthy as you can be. Kirk Cousins is there. Dalvin Cook is there. The receivers are, are playing. Um, I, I look for the Vikings to finish the season off on a high note here. Kind of a lost season for the Vikings. We talk about teams like the the Ravens, you know, and teams are just going to have to chalk it up like, man, what could have been? The Vikings losing a lot of tough games and then and then coming up big in some big spots, but they just were the essence of mediocre this year. But I still think they're four points better than the Bears. Uh, they might be. It, it seems. It feels like Mike Zimmer's finale. It feels like he's uh, Black Monday is going to come for his head, and then a lot of other coaches on the chopping like, block as like, well. Like Matt Nagy. Uh, I would certainly hope so. Uh, again, as I've been saying all year, there's no telling the whims of the of the old lady <laughs> of the uh, the well, you hundred and fifty year old that runs the Bears. Well, you got to be hoping like hell the Viking Vikings just crush the Bears. I mean, if that if if she needs that to happen to make that decision, then oh, yeah, I guess I I would hope for that. But uh, you would hope she doesn't need that. that, that you would hope that she already sees uh, the writing on the wall here. Um, I I, I, I got to admit, I, I picked this game as a Vikings four point win before I saw what the oh. spread was. So whichever way I go is just completely, uh, literally a coin flip for me. And I'm gonna flip the coin and take Chicago to cover and, and send. Uh, Zimmer out on on his sword uh, and have the Vikings fold to the Bears D just because I'm hoping that's what happens. Yeah. Let's see what the actual coin flip says. 
bounces over to heads for the favored Vikings. I'm all alone with the Bears. I, so, question for you. How many pushes do we have this year? Because this has got to be the fewest ever. One all year, and you're right. I don't remember a year where we got to this. Well, obviously, we never got to this late week 18. Right. We, but one on push one seventeen all year. weeks. And there's a, a, a reason for that is I'm doing these spreads so much later than I normally do. I, I always did them Saturday night before the show anyway, yeah. but I'm doing them like right before we start the show. And I think at that point, enough sharps have come in to push all these three-point lines that we usually see to push them one way or the other. So I think that's why we've had so few pushes. We've had very few three, just regular three-point spreads. It's usually three and a half or two and a half or, or even more, right. uh, depending on how much money comes in. We've had very, very few actual uh, cop outline spread. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Okay. Cause the vast yeah, majority of our, push. of our pushes through the years are three points. Almost all of them are always yes. three points. Uh, onto the Colts and the Jaguars. This is also not a three point spread. <laughs> Oof, this one better be not a, be. A little more than, than three. So Man. Indy is not out of the woods. They still uh, have to do some work to clinch a playoff spot. They have to beat the Jags. They beat the Jags. They are in. If they don't, they are susceptible uh, to whatever happens with the uh, Chargers, Raiders. That's a win and end. But there's a weird situation where if the Colts actually lost this game, uh, I've, I've heard people talking about this and laughing at the thought. If the Colts lose to the Jaguars, Sunday night, technically, the Chargers and Raiders could like sit out or take knees and tie, and both the Chargers and Raiders would then make the play. <laughs> they don't have to play. If the Colts lose to the Jaguars, they don't They're have both to play in. at all. They're both so in. So at that point, can you just have like a gentleman's <laughs> agreement that you're going to play for a tie? We're just going to go out and take knees and just run the clock out. What a wonderful television event that would be to watch two teams take knees for three hours. <laughs> I don't, I I can't, it's football. So they're not going to do that. They would still play the game and bash each other's heads because that's what they do. But the thought that that would possibly happen is just hilarious. But for that to happen, the Colts would have to find a way to lose to the Jaguars. And that seems uh, extremely unlikely. Uh, Although in week 10, the Colts uh, were leading the Jags 17 to nothing in Indianapolis and found a way to let the Jags come back and backdoor cover them. The Colts still won the game 23 to 17, but they were double digit uh, favorites in that game, so the Jags did cover. So, so I'm saying there's a chance. Uh, the public does not think there's a chance. The Colts are nine and seven, and they are fifteen and a half point favorites at the two and fourteen Jacksonville Jaguars. That's moved up even still because well, the lines I see are fourteen and a half. So you want to talk about such yeah. a huge line? But I mean, man, it's the Jags, right? I mean, they just got fitty hung up on them by. Part, uh, by Belichick and the and the Patriots, and, and, and again, how did we not lock up Bill Par uh, Bill Parcells? Uh, <laughs> how did we not lock up Bill Belichick against Trevor Lawrence? I mean, we still yeah. want our locks, but man, uh, this is obviously a step down in class. Uh, you know, not not the same grade of coaching. Um, it's Carson Wentz, but I, I don't think they're going to need a whole lot of Carson Wentz in this game. I, I think. I think Indy's game plan is going to need to be just lean on the running game. You need just win in your in, you know, put away Jacksonville. But, man, that's a lot of points for a team that plays a ball control, 
you know, weird style football. All you need is like a weird special teams play or some kind of fluky thing or Carson Wentz to just be Carson Wentz. That's too many variables for over two touchdowns. I'll take Jacksonville in the points. Uh, and clown suits. Have you heard about that? What's happening in Jacksonville for this game? What? The fan base is that fed up with uh, Shad Khan <laughs> and the Jacksonville ownership that they're showing up yeah. in clown suits. Well, they better be, because when you start seeing rumors that the Jags are looking at interviewing Bill O'Brien. Oh, oh my man. God, I saw that. Oh, oh, oh. my God. <laughs> like, how are you picking the worst guy well, in the last five would, years? Would Bill O'Brien's first move be to trade Trevor Lawrence for Deshaun Watson? <laughs> No, because Deshaun Watson has talent and actually can contribute. Uh, the Bill O'Brien move oh, would be to right. trade would for, be to trade David Trevor Johnson. Lawrence for <laughs> for Andy Dalton or somebody that can't oh. play. That's the move. Oh man, yeah. No clown, clown suits. K H L O W N for Tony Khan. Clown suits. Fabulous. I love that idea. I really wish I could see that game. Uh, live and see the clown suits, but I'm sure we'll have the uh, the highlights of that. Um, the Jags do play the Colts tough. Uh, they're mailing it in, I understand, but yeah, that I, I concur. It's a lot. It's a lot of points, and the Colts are exactly of points for Carson they don't, Wentz. They don't engender a whole lot of uh, you know they're going to dominate somebody and just beat beat their ass by three you know touchdowns on the road or that. I like the Colts a lot. I don't like them like that. So, no, we're, we're both going yeah. to take the, the Jags. I mean, I mean if, do you remember when I was going to fire Frank Reich if he didn't do certain things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just – he barely did them. Like, you know, like Taylor almost ran for what he needed to, and Wentz they had like two attempts more than he needed to. <laughs> he needs to have that type of same game plan, right? This needs to be Jonathan Taylor for about 240. I agree. I worry about uh, completely wearing Jonathan Taylor out like that before the playoffs well, start. But, yeah, you don't want to trust Carson Wentz either. It's like the Titans trusting uh, Ryan Tannehill. You don't want to do it. It's just yeah. You awful. can only trust uh, Ryan Tannehill if you've got all aspects of that offense going and you can run that play action, and you know, right? If, if the offense is running the way it's supposed to, you can trust him. It's when he's got to, like, go back to being an actual quarterback that you can't trust him. <laughs> Just like the Browns in their running game, just like the Vikings yeah. in their running game, yeah, all of that. By the way, the coin likes the favorite uh, Colts. The Colts, the oh coin boy. is giving all so, those points, so you know what that means. Blow out uh, Carson, 50, Carson Wentz is going for four to three. touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, don't we know it? All right, the Potato Skins and the Giants uh, are clearly both eliminated. Washington is six and ten. Giants are four and twelve. Uh, in this one. Uh, in week two on Thursday night, Washington won a crazy one, 30-29 on the Dustin Hopkins game-winning field goal. Antonio Gibson returning from the goop for Washington. And Jake Fromm gets to go on with his bad self. He's got the uh, quarterback position all to himself for New York because Mike Glennon is hurt and will not play, and thank God for that. Uh, Washington is the big favorite here, minus seven at the Giants. And who who cares? Uh, <laughs> fun story today is Washington. Uh, that, sorry, the Giants aren't even going to have a full roster because they don't have enough cap room to, <laughs> to fill their whole roster. So if you don't think that the Giants are a joke franchise, I mean, this is the team that just got beat twenty nine to three by Andy Dalton and the Bears. Um, yeah, they're a joke. 
Um, they're going out uh, pretty pretty sad here. Uh, yeah, Jake Fromm, good luck. Um, you know, Washington, you know, Ron Rivera, still some pride. Uh, I think Washington handled some pretty easy, and uh, they cover. I concur. Let's see what the coin says. Oh, shit. I, I, after all that, I dropped it on the floor. See, Washington Giants, that's what happens. It makes you completely screw up and do crazy things. Uh, coin has the tails. Uh, they, the coin is going with the underdog Giants, and that's awful for, for both of us because, as, as we know throughout the years, if the coin goes one way and we both go the other, it usually seems to go the coin's way. I don't know why it yeah. works like that. When the coin is uh, all by itself, go with the coin. All right, moving on to the late afternoon action. NFL did a good job of uh, arranging these games because these teams, uh, most of these games mean something, and these teams have something to play for, but they have to uh, play at the same time as the other teams. Uh, so they can't uh, sandbag or look back and see what happened with the other games earlier. Uh, San Francisco and the Rams is a perfect example of that because both of these teams have action going on uh, in other games. Uh, not a whole lot in the NFC that needs to be decided, but this is a, is a big one this game because the Rams are trying to clinch the NFC West after Arizona looked like they had it wrapped up a month ago. Uh, the Rams uh, clinch the West if they win and the Cardinals lose, and the Cardinals are playing at the same time later on. Um, San Francisco is still uh, trying to hold on to their playoff spot. They um, are currently six, but they can fall back and fall out um, if they lose. The uh, the Saints will be able to clump, to come up and clinch a playoff berth uh, if they win and the Niners lose, lose, and the Saints are playing later on as well. So they both have to play, and they might be scoreboard watching, but uh, if I know these teams, I think they're probably going to have the scoreboard off or they're not going to have those uh, those scores going. The Saints-Falcons uh, uh, Saints, uh, game, they probably won't have that score listed so that nobody can see what's going on in the – Cardinals uh, Seahawks game. They probably won't put that up either. So anyway, it is uh, San Fran at the Rams. Uh, as I talked about earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo has been practicing, and it looks like he's going to try to come back and play with his thumb that's got a torn ligament and a part of the bone chipped away and whatnot. Uh, I'm skeptical. I don't think uh, it's going to be – if he does play, I don't think it's going to be like full Jimmy G. I think they're going to have him – going up and down between the 20s and throwing everything really short and then get to the red zone and let uh, Trey Lance get in there and do his thing and, and, and run the offense. Uh, but we'll see how the uh, the 49ers handle that. Uh, week 10 on Monday night, the Niners beat the hell out of the Rams 31-10 to out in San Fran. Garoppolo had two touchdown passes. Jimmy Ward had a pick six in that one. Uh, in this one, Niners are, again, here's a hook, uh, plus three and a half at the Rams. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be that close. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Rams. They're play. They finally got control back of the division. They had the trap game last week out in Baltimore. Found a way to win that game. Now they get to come home. They get a little home cooking. It's their division to win now. And yeah, and the and the Niners. You know that uncertainty. You know if you get Jimmy G and he's and he's got a bad thumb and he's hurt, that doesn't really lend much. Uh, you know confidence to me thinking that he's going to be able to play a clean game and not turn the ball over if it's Trey Lance I really think that that 
Rams D-line and defense could feast on a rookie quarterback playing in a big spot like that with the playoffs on the line. I don't think it's going to be too a bad like last year when he needed to win a game to get in, but Ooh. I think it could be ugly. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Rams and give them all. Uh, I'm very afraid on either side because San Francisco handles the Rams pretty well. They do. Matt, Staff- Matt Stafford's been channeling uh, Matt Castle lately with all the pick sixes. I don't like that at all. Um, he still makes the bad throw at the bad time every now and then. I still like him uh, in general. Obviously, still an upgrade over Jared Goff. Still the right move that the Rams made, but still kind of makes me nervous. Um, yeah, the D that makes the most plays uh, will win it. So I agree with that, and I agree with uh, you taking L.A. And, and, yeah, I'm going to say that that's the D that makes the plays on the whatever the quarterback situation is for San Fran. Um, and, and that's me, you know, going against my, my hipster Niners. And I understand that Kyle Shanahan could draw up the game plan of his life and somehow make that thing work with Jimmy G and Trey Lance. Um, and if he does, you know, tip your hat, more power to him. But I'm going to agree with you and take the Rams and give the three and a half. Let's see if I can keep the coin on the table this time. I do. And it lands on heads, which is the favorite Rams. So we're all going with L.A. there. So take the Niners. Because <laughs> we all agree. Uh, that's right. Uh, New Orleans and Atlanta, meanwhile, will be playing in the Dome down in Atlanta, uh, which I uh, erroneously called the uh, once. They they won one game oh, in the in the yeah. Dome. <laughs> they, they got off the Schneid this year. Um, I erroneously called the Georgia Dome. Uh, I think a couple weeks nope, ago the they, they blew that up. Ben Stadium. Or whatever, and then the Saints are still playing in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So this oh. the series is brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Either way, no matter which uh, stadium right. you go to, uh, Atlanta is out of it at seven and nine, hosting the eight and eight Saints, who can get in if they win and the Niners lose. Uh, New Orleans. They will not have their uh, defensive backs, Bradley Roby or P.J. Williams. They're both hurt and out. They will not have their left tackle, Terran Armstead. It's a bad time to start racking up injuries for the Saints. Uh, and Atlanta will have Kyle Pitts, although he does have a hamstring injury. Um, week 9, Atlanta went to the Superdome, and the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and, and beat the Saints uh, 27-25. Uh, Matty Ice, you know, you can talk about, uh, you know, they're only the 18th ranked uh, passing offense this year, and Matty Ice is slumping and, and declining and looking like he's just about done, but he goes for 343 and two TDs uh, against the Saints. It's something about when these two teams get together. They That's don't right. like each other either. These, so. This is the best uh, best rivalry in that division. Uh, again, with the hook, New Orleans minus three and a half at Atlanta. Yeah, I saw the hook. I've even I'm looking at the hook on here, and boy, that's a juicy hook because these two teams are <laughs> like I said it when I made the last pick. These two teams are destined to forever play field goal games, and while I know that doesn't always happen, you're looking at a spot with Taysom Tebow and the Saints needing a win to go to the playoffs, and the only team standing in their way, their hated division rival Falcons, who you don't think would love more than anything to keep the Saints at home on the couch watching the playoffs. So, yeah, I'm going to actually take the Falcons here. They spring the upset. They they sweep the series. They keep the Saints out of the playoffs. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Matty Ice, uh, you know, again, a depleted Saints secondary. 
last home game this year for the Falcons. Who knows what the future is going to be for, for Matt Ryan and this team. Um, I'm going to go ahead because, you know, people were already thinking they were replacing the draft and the replacement this year when they took Kyle Pitts. So even more uncertainty and doubt for Matt Ryan going into this off season. I think he lights them up. Mm. Uh, Atlanta would love to play spoiler. And these teams always play close. And Kyle Pitts seems to be cranking it up as his rookie year winds down. Like I said, he's got the hammy, but uh, he's been uh, putting up more and more yards as the year goes on. He's been uh, PFF pocket. I was, uh, was talking about that he's not even playing in the tight end spot uh, a lot of the time anymore. They're just throwing him out wide now. They're not even trying to fuck yeah. around and, and pretend. They're like doing the Jimmy Graham end. thing with him now. Yeah, just hell with it. Just just go go split wide because that's what you are. Um, I concur. I also have the Falcons knocking off the, the Saints and, and spoiling their their playoff bid and, and beating them. Yeah, this, this rivalry is is always tough no matter what the, where the teams are. And yeah, we're we're both going to take the uh, the Falcons here. Interesting game of cat and mouse right now. No lock from each other yet. This is true. So uh, if you the way and you I have the same lock, I will switch. I have to switch my lock <laughs> if you and I have the same lock. Yeah, I, I guess you do. Um, the way you were winding it up and, and talking, I thought you were going to lock that up. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not lock worthy, you know. No. If you're the guy who let me back in by locking up the Jets and the Texans, I'm not locking uh... up the Falcons in this one. Uh, the coin likes uh, heads. The coin likes the favored oh. Saints in that one. So okay. uh, don't feel good about that anymore. Uh, speaking of the Jets, uh, here they are against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, New York 4-12, and 12, Buffalo 10-6. and six. Uh, Both will be missing wide receivers. Braxton Berrios for the Jets. Emmanuel Sanders for the Bills. Both have knee injuries. Uh, but Michael Carter is cleared from his concussion at running back for the Jets. Looks like windy and maybe some snow conditions. Uh, so, once again, great weather in Buffalo, as always. Um, in Week 10, the Bills went to New York and housed them 45-17. to 17. Project had 366 yards, two touchdowns. Um, that was after that Jacksonville loss. So, that was the Bills' get-right game. Uh, as they, That's uh, what they did a lot. I slumber. believe I locked that one up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happens. When you lose to the Jags, you, you wake up and go, wait a minute, we we got to turn this around. Uh, so biggest spread of the week in this situation, Jets are plus 16 and a half at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm not saying that I'm going off the Bills here, but yeah, that's a lot of points. And the Bills, they eked out that one last week against Atlanta. Uh, you said it yourself, Josh Allen didn't play that great. There was snow and weather for that game. There's going to possibly be more snow and wind and weather for this game. Uh, they're playing for everything on the line, and they're doing against a total cream puff. So if you're Buffalo, you got to go out and just hang another 40 on these guys. But, you know, it's been interesting with Buffalo. They've been beating bad teams, and they've been covering a lot of games this year, but they haven't done it in the most convincing fashions. They, got, they had the one where they got lucky against Carolina. They couldn't hang on to cover against Atlanta. While I do believe that the Bills are going to win this game, I, I think that they'll do enough to let the Jets hang around. A lot of pressure on the Bills to win this to keep the Patriots uh, at bay. I'm going to take the points. That's a lot of points. So give me the Jets and the points. Yeah, the Bills do clinch the AFC East with a victory, or if yeah. the uh, Patriots lose uh, to Miami, which is a uh, pick coming up later on. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're playing at the same time, so the Bills don't know what's going on, so they just have to go out and, and do their business and, and win the game. Uh, 
the Bills have to go out and do their business. And that's how they win this game and, and cover the, the, the 16 and a half points. The Bills just have to go out and handle their business and do what they're supposed to do. When the hell do the Bills go out and handle their business and do what they're supposed to do? They did it against New York, uh, not New, uh, against New England, um, the second game when that's they the, had the to list? do it. That's it. That's the list. And I said when it happened, giving them all the credit that they came out of a different team and they they looked different. It wasn't just the result; it's that they looked like they wanted to take that game. They looked like they really uh, flipped the switch. And then what happens? They come back against the Falcons. Again, you let a, a dome team lead you at halftime in the snow. What the hell's wrong with you? I, I, I'm, I don't have any respect for the Bills. I, I don't think they're, they're nearly as good. I, I know I keep hating on them. I know I'm locking in the New York Jets. I know I'm opening the door wide open for you to, to get up on me on a lock and, and go for the tie. I'm doing it again. I'm, I'm trusting the Jets. I'm giving. I'm not even loving the Jets. It's just about the Buffalo Bills. Although Zach Wilson has looked a little better lately, but that, that, when do the Bills go out and actually handle their business and do it? So no, I'm, I'm locking in the Jets. Go Gang Green. Let's see what the points are. By the way, you're not uh, hating that because you're taking the Jets and the points as well. I am. Uh, so so is the coin. The coin lands tails. The coin likes the underdog. Yep. So even the coin knows that the Bills now, are fraudulent. Now, by no means are you going upset alert here, are you? Oh no. I'm not okay. calling that. No, no. All right, no. I wanted you to call your shot, but you didn't. Oh. No, this is what the Bills do. The Bills are going to win by 16. How's that for my shot? <laughs> They're always going to do. Is that what a... your score prediction was? Is this just fall no. right in line with your? No, uh, 23-14 oh, okay. is is my score score position. Uh, but I can always change that if I want. Yeah. No, that, no that's I, what I, they I, do. You know what? You know what sounds really good to me? 27-11. That sounds like one of those weird. <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing would surprise me with the, with the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Carolina and Tampa. What, again, with this, this uh, AB drama. Uh, yeah. So in addition to all of that is, again, all the injury issues for Tampa, which is why I, partially why AB is there because they've got so many injury uh, issues. Uh, they just keep piling up. They, we know about uh, uh, Fournette uh, being on IR. Uh, the backup running back, Ronald Jones, is not going to play in this game. they got all sorts of defensive injuries. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is not going to play. Shaq Bear is not going to play. Richard Sherman's not going to play. That's in addition Jeez. to all the all the A-B drama. Um, yeah. So I don't know how much Tom Brady wants to, to play in this game because Tampa is not, I don't believe, in a position to do anything other than uh, uh, change their seating. They they already clinched the, uh, the, um, the South. Uh, NFC yeah. South. Uh, so, yeah, that's all about seeding for them. Um, in week 16, a couple weeks ago, Tampa went in House Carolina down in Charlotte, 32-6. to I think that was a Cam Newton game, if I recall correctly. Um, and Cam is not uh, starting anymore. Now it's Ghost Boy. Uh, but, again, A.B., pointing to how important he was. He was a huge part of that win. Ten catches for a buck one. That was the first game after Chris Godwin's uh, knee injury that put him on uh, injured reserve. I think he uh, may have torn his ACL. So he's not coming back for the playoffs at all. Um, yeah, the the Bucks are, are all of a sudden in serious uh, need of, of weaponry. And uh, 
and also don't really have much to play for in this game. So that's why this spread is so low. Uh, Panthers at five and eleven are only eight point dogs at the twelve and four Bucks. Uh, you mean eight point favorites, right? Panthers are eight point dogs at the. Bucks. Oh, I thought you said I thought you meant the, I thought you said that the Bucks were eight point dogs. Like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> it changes everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think that the uh, I think that the Bucks should send Antonio Brown a nice uh, uh, edible arrangement or or fruit basket or thank you card because all the AB drama over overshadowed the fact that the Bucks almost lost to the goddamn Jets. <laughs> right. They, they they needed a bonehead call from the Jets on like a fourth and two, and they could have just kicked the field. And then you know the Tom Brady he goes back and gets the game winning touchdown, right? Okay, but you needed all of that to beat the Jets. Yeah, I'll take like the, a, the points. <laughs> like I uh, texted to you, this is the proper response for when you are losing to the New York Jets: is strip all your clothes off and leave. Um, yeah, they they were definitely losing and in, in, in big jeopardy of, of losing that game. Um, yeah, the A-B experiment is, is over now, so Tampa can focus on football, except they're lacking weapons and uh, going through all those injuries. But, uh, Tommy versus Ghost Boys seems like you, it's got to be Tommy, no matter what the circumstances. Yeah, it's I like mean, the ultimate a, mismatch. Uh, seriously. Um and, and even with that, I'm, I'm taking the points too. At Carolina, they sometimes they fight, um, and just Tampa's just going through a lot right <laughs> wow, now. Wow, that's like, gonna go right on the cover of the DVD. The 2021 <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Sometimes they fight. Yeah. Oh, what a tagline! That's that's great. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Sometimes they fight. Wow. Uh, let's see what the coin it's has to say about that. Hey, the coin says they have some fights. It's on tails, so that's right. the dog. Carolina Panthers. We all got the the Panthers one last time in a season that will never end. The Seahawks and the Cardinals do battle the uh, possible last Russ Wilson game with the Seahawks. This is on the road in Arizona. They. Uh, are still trying to clinch the NFC West. They had it wrapped up, and now the Rams are in position. Uh, but if the Rams lose, uh, and they're playing at the same time, and Arizona wins this game, then the Cardinals come right back and win that division. Uh, for this one, Bobby Wagner is out with a knee injury. Chase Edward, uh, Edmonds is out at running back for Arizona, and James Conner is trying to return from a bad heel, so he's I think he's going to get out there. I don't know how effective he's going to be, but uh, they're a little short at running back for the Cards. Uh, in Week 11, the Cards went up to Seattle and beat them 23-13 behind 328 yards and two touchdowns from Colt McCoy. That was one of those Colt games. It wasn't Damn. even Kyler Murray. Yeah. So, Kyler back under there for the Cards. Uh, they are the favorite. Seattle plus five and a half at Arizona. Yeah, you know the Cardinals. They did impress me. They they did. They stopped the bleeding. They did everything that they needed to do, pulled out all the stops, and beat the Cowboys. That was not an easy win. Um, I, I give them full credit for doing that. Seattle, they're coming off the big emotional blowout of Detroit and all this Russell Wilson you know, generating all this media buzz. and you know, It's going to be his last game in Seattle. You can only go one direction coming off of a game like that, and that is like, you know, like the sub-basement. 
is where I think Seattle, because they are a really, really bad football team here. So I think Arizona, uh, knowing that they have to win to stay in contention after kind of pissing away the division um, after that huge start that they had, they, they've got that one chance here of redemption. Um, you know, maybe there's a little scoreboard watching going on, but I don't think Seattle's got much left, uh, you know, and not much, not much fight left in them. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Yeah, Russ showed out in that last home game. Can he keep it going in the desert? This is the uh, might be the last game for Pete Carroll as well as the uh, Seahawks head coach because the rumors are that he might be uh, on his way out as well. Uh, so this would be the last duel between old-ass, stale Pete Carroll and one of the young guns in that division. This time it would be Cliff Kingsbury. But as we talked about, all three of those coaches are just – uh, running rings around Pete Carroll as far as creativity and actually uh, pushing their offenses forward. Um, so I'm going to take Arizona as well and give the five and a half. Let's see where the coin stands for this matchup on heads along with the favorite Arizona with us as well. Onto the Patriots and the Dolphins. So as I said earlier, the Patriots can still uh, win the, AFC East after all of the drama with Buffalo. Uh, if they win this game and the Bills manage to somehow lose to the Jets, yes, the Patriots can actually once again claim the AFC East. And yes, the Dolphins are completely dead out of the playoff race at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, New England at 10-6. and six. Uh, All the way back to start the season in week one, the Dolphins got a big victory to open the season at New England, 17-16, to 16, and everyone thought the Dolphins were on their way, and then they lost the next seven in a row. Uh, so in this one, the Patriots are the favorites with the anything on the line is, is all on the Patriots' side. They are minus six and a half at the Dolphins. Yeah, if you've been waiting to hear my lock of the week, wait huh? no further. Because oh. I am not taking the Miami Dolphins to cover any number against this team fighting still for the division. Uh, they're coming. They're trying to avenge that season-opening loss. Mac Jones playing completely different than he played at the start of the season. And we know what the Dolphins do against good teams. They are trash. <laughs> I'm taking New England. Lock it up. The uh, Finns up going tits up all the way up. Uh to the end of the season and all the Man. way off the, uh, off the page. Huh? Uh, yeah. I don't argue with that or don't blame you at all, but I'm going the other way. I think the fish are going to show up. Uh, the playoff dreams are up in smoke, but this is still, you know, Brian Flores against Bill Belichick. He's, you know, still trying to prove himself a little bit. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I got a feeling that they're going to, you know, have a little more fight in them and, and hang in there. Uh, not a whole lot more. I still think New England, of course, is going to win, but I'm going to take the, the six and a half, so we'll see how that works. And the coin is going on tails, going with me with the underdog Dolphins. All right. All the marbles on the line to finish out this long-ass season. Win and you're in Chargers versus Raiders. Nine and seven Chargers, nine and seven Raiders. Uh, week four, the Chargers beat them 28-14 in SoFi, three touchdowns for Justin Herbert. Um, and in this one, the Chargers are actually the favorite all week. I was a little surprised at that. They started the favorite, and they're still the favorite. Chargers minus three at the Raiders. Yeah, the Chargers, the team who looked destined for the playoffs all year against the Raiders, who looked like they were left for dead. Their coach gets fired. You know, there's turmoil there. They're 
their their number one wide receiver just ups and kills somebody with his car. Another one of their uh, like rookie defensive backs or second year, but young you know young defensive back gets a pop for another DUI, and then you got so you got the Chargers with the Golden Boy right. He, he's the heir apparent in that division. It's going to be him and Mahomes, and they are facing a winner go home game against the Raiders. I got to take the Raiders. I think that the Raiders are going to win this one. I think they've been fighting for it more, where I think the Chargers have just pissed away prosperity all season long, and they just don't know how to win yet. So I'm going to go with the team that leads the league in guts. <laughs> I'm going with the Clipper Chargers. I know they don't know how to win close they games. Uh, the they will, they of... will let the Raiders hang around. We know that. Yeah. One's going with me uh, on heads there. I was getting that oh. in right before the, uh, the live portion ended. Got it. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, what? Yeah, an unbelievable season for Las Vegas. As you, you brought up all the things that they've been through. Uh, there's going to be books written about this season. I'm going to buy probably a couple of them and read about them because this whole season has been absolutely batshit crazy. The John Gruden thing feels like it happened in 2004. Is so long. Ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, they got another player arrested this week that you just mentioned. The defensive back, Nate Hobbs, got popped for DUI, yeah. but because he didn't murder a woman and her dog, he's good. you good money. You're going to keep playing and, and stay on the field and stay on the team and, and going to actually be out there playing. And Yeah, we, we're not cutting somebody just because he got a Dewey. That's, that's nothing. You didn't kill anybody? Come on. That's right. They, you know, Henry Ruggs definitely set the bar high. <laughs> yeah, come on. As long as you don't kill anyone, you you, you good money with us. It's um, Vegas, man. What happens there stays there. Exactly. It was uh, celebrating yeah, it, it, a win. He probably drank a little too much on the plane coming home. <laughs> uh, so if Vegas can get to Justin Herbert, I, I, I would like the Raiders. Uh, and Vegas has been getting the people all year. Uh, if they can't get to Justin Herbert, it's going to be the, the, the Clipper Chargers because Justin Herbert will, will carve up the Raiders. <laughs> so for this one, actually, you know, it's not on the live portion, but actually – went into the number just a little bit. I wanted to see what the what the protection for Justin Herbert's been like this year because that was going to make – if it was bad, I was actually going to take the Raiders in, in this one because I really do think it, it's, it's pretty evenly matched. But they, they've been pretty good. They protected uh, Justin Herbert pretty well. 19.8 pressure rate is what the Clippers have allowed this year. That's seventh best in football. Uh, that's uh, an improvement, I'm pretty sure, over last year. I don't have those numbers from last year, but – well, actually, I can go look them up right now if I want to. But yeah, they've they've actually taken care of uh, of Herbert better than they have been. So I'm going to take the uh, the the Clippers to take care of Justin Herbert and beat the Raiders. All right, so we're going head to head right down to the very last game of the regular season. Yeah, and you know we we started off having any other spring way. on a lot, but we kind of went kumbaya there for a long run too. So I don't think it's as many as we think. No, you usually guess the – whatever number you six. guess is always, within, is always within one. It's amazing. Let's say six. So you say six. We know we started off uh, the first three, so you say six total. Uh, <laughs> damn it, it looks like it's six. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, got a, I got a knack for this thing. You, you really do. You we know, really you did after – yeah. After we disagreed on those first three, uh, it, yeah. we were agreeing on a lot of games. The first three, and then we did Pittsburgh together, and then Bears-Vikings we split up. 
and then all the way down pretty much until uh, the last two, Miami, New England, and Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Yeah. We we, we agreed on everything else uh, between that. That's crazy. So, you know, and we're going into this with you locking up the Jets and me locking up the Patriots. Yeah, that's not fair. I feel like that's a little lopsided. I think you locked up the much better franchise there. Much, much better. <laughs> well, it, well, no, you're not locking up the Jets. You're anti-locking up the Bills. I'm locking against a team that never does what they're supposed to do against the opponents they're supposed to do them against, except for that one time they did it against the Jets because they were coming off the loss to the Jacks. Right. But other than that, or at this point, at this point, they're just coming off of a you know sleepwalk victory, which you probably think the others going to have another sleepwalk victory. Yeah, why would why would I not? Why would I trust a team that just allowed a dome team to lead them at halftime in the snow? I can't get over that. I don't I don't believe that. Yeah. So, ah, oh, they're just ready for ready ready for uh, super mega wicked awesome uh, wild card weekend next week. The first three-day weekend for uh, playoff football because the season just isn't long enough. Um, in case you guys forgot about that, uh, two wild card games next Saturday, three next Sunday, and they're reserving one for Monday night. A Monday night wild card game. How weird is it? Just that just seems odd to me. I'm assuming whoever odd. I'm assuming whoever comes out of that game will get that last slot. They have to. They have to get a Sunday slot at that point, and I, I would hope they get the yeah. latest one possible. Yeah, you're, you're not um, making them go to Saturday from Monday. There's no, no way you can do no. that. Unless it's someone who's just like complete trash, you know. Like if the Saints <laughs> back in and they put the – but they won't put the Saints in that spot. They're probably sitting out holding hope that that's going to be like Bill's Patriots. I, whatever it is is going to be, you know, do a great number because it's the NFL and it's playoff football. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking and, at the possible matchups, and that is clearly yeah. the most juicy uh, matchup that's out there if the playoffs were to hold exactly to where they are right now because it ain't Eagles, Rams, it ain't Niners, Bucks, and uh, maybe Cowboys, Cardinals. That's a fun rematch. Um Chargers, Titans. No, well, actually, Chargers, Chiefs would be that would be really good too if that ends up holding, because uh, that's if the Chargers win. But I have the Raiders winning. Um, they would definitely not get a Monday night spot. Um, Indy, Cincy, which is probably a really that's a really juicy matchup, but that's not a ratings pull. Um, so I'm immediately going to say that would be Buffalo, New England. Uh, probably. You're, you're... Probably right about it. I don't know how much they trust uh, the Bengals market to draw any ratings, but Bengals right. anybody right now is that's gonna be fun. TV to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Chiefs, if 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 the Chargers grant you your wish and win that game tomorrow night, um, and let's say Tennessee wins, which they which they should, um, yeah. and we end up with Chargers Chiefs, yeah, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a game. Hell yeah. That's just that's just Herbert and Mahomes in a slugfest. Throw the records out. That's just two teams destined to play each other close. I think in a play in, in, in any for probably the next decade. The only thing uh, to uh, worry about there is uh, Kansas City weather uh, for the wild, by the time Wild Card Weekend comes around. This could be that game yeah, well, anywhere be, weather. 
Yeah, but, but like if that was in L.A. at SoFi, it'd be like, oh God, that's gonna be sixty to fifty nine. Yeah. Would uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> be like that Rams uh, Chiefs game that we had on Monday night a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. With that fifty fifty four fifty one mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I could something like that definitely. Uh, yeah, the the AOC matchups are obviously much uh, better and juicier than uh, what we might get in the uh, in the NFC. Yeah, um, they definitely are. Yeah, because the the bottom part of the wild card, you know, those six and seven teams, whoever it ends up being, whether whether it's the Saints, uh, we know the Eagles are already in, so it's really just that San Fran spot, right? Right. Uh, I I really think I was talking to uh, this woman at work that's a big Cowboys fan. She was wondering why that game was moved to uh, to today. And why the Chiefs game was moved to the day too? I really think they're positioning those two to already be the Saturday games. I think that whoever the Chiefs wind up playing and whoever the Cowboys wind up playing, I think they're already setting them up to be the Saturday night game by putting them on Saturday this week. Um, ah. And it might actually be Cowboys Eagles uh, in a rematch, uh, which would really be crazy. Um, but it doesn't appear that that would be the case because uh, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be able to move up. I mean, they, 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 they're they probably going to end up being the four by all likelihoods. Yeah. Um, so if they end up as the four, they're either going to get the Rams or the Cardinals, almost guaranteed. Okay, they can't move the two? They could. Um we'd be asking some, some teams to drop some uh, very winnable games. So, yeah, they, it could happen. Yeah, I think Tampa losing to Carolina seems like a, a something that should never even possibly happen. But, again, with all those injuries, um, and the Rams uh, could lose to the Niners. So, I think yeah, if, if that Dallas, happens, the Cowboys moves up to two. Yeah, but if the Cardinals win – and the Cardinals end up taking the division from the Rams, the Cardinals have that tiebreaker ah. over Dallas. Okay. So that well, would not. But, so, so it's going to take a long haul for Dallas to go from four all the way up to two. Um, that's the only the, way they would play the Eagles probably, is if they yeah, did the, somehow jump all the way up to two. The Rams, the Bucks, and the Cardinals would all have to lose. Yeah, that's 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 asking a lot. Yeah. But but it's possible. Sure. I mean, we've had some weird playoff scenarios all play out over the years. The only team that knows what's really going on is the Packers. Right. They're, they can <laughs> they can enjoy the next two weeks if, as they so choose. May they have earned the right to do absolutely nothing tomorrow if they want. Yeah. And just knowing what you were saying about Tennessee, with even the potential of getting healthy for them would be massive. Yeah. And, and also, too, you gotta just give them like a huge round of applause from everybody if they're able to handle all of these injuries and be the number one seat. Absolutely, that um, is, that's monumental that they're going to be able to pull off a twelve, be able to probably pull off a twelve and five and the one seat in the AFC, and uh, and somehow be able to do it without half of a season of Derrick Henry and pretty much not have any games with their two big wide receivers on the field at the same time. We both saw them taking a huge tumble uh, when Derrick Henry got hurt. Oh, yeah. And but they we proved... gave the division to the Colts. We're like, oh, right. over. Oh, yeah, that, that's Indy for sure. 
And they, they proved that that's not all as, as talented as Derrick Henry is. That's not all Derrick Henry because they are uh, still running the football extremely strong without yeah. Derrick Henry with, with, with these random guys behind them. Uh, so that's that offensive line gets uh, the credit for that. The, uh, the game plan, the offensive game plan, uh, they they did not waver. They they couldn't waver because they couldn't. Uh, as I said, when Henry got hurt, you can't put this on the Tanny show. You can't make this the Ryan Tannehill show now because that's that's a bad show. <laughs> that show was going to get canceled, uh, and they didn't. They did not make it the Tanny show. They they kept relying on that running game, um, and and they're still right there. They are still uh, going into this game. That's still the number three running attack in football. Yeah, they Deontay fell. Foreman, and they're, they're fine. And this is a team. Dontrell Hilliard. And not a running quarterback, right? I mean, Tannehill can run, but he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not one of these guys who's just holding up their, you know, rushing rankings because he's out there running for 800 yards. No, that's definitely not the case. So that's the number. So that's a scheme. Right, that that's a team that runs by design, and they're just that much better when Derrick Henry is the guy doing it. But they've they've adapted, and I give them full credit. I'm looking at their their schedule right now. You, I mean, I am not even remembering this, but they went on a four game run uh, mid October through early November, where in four straight weeks they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, the Colts, and the Rams. Mm-hmm. No, I, I remember it because it was. Uh... That's Mike Vrabel at his, at his best. Oh, everyone's doubting us. Everyone's counting us yep. out. All right, let's go get them. Let's, let's go, boys. They love being underdogs. They love everyone counting them out and saying that they can't do this and they can't do that. Nobody loves being an underdog more than the Tennessee Titans. And I should have seen that uh, when, when the Henry injury happened because I should have remembered it from last year because I have very fond, vivid memories of watching them uh, – be underdogs and be home uh, dogs and people not thinking very highly of them and them coming out with big victories that nobody expected, including uh, beating those bills on one of those weird Tuesday night games when the, uh, the COVID was going crazy uh, when me and my wife were in this cabin uh, on the East part of uh, Tennessee. Um, and I was sitting up there in this nice big comfy wood cabin watching the, those Titans do what they do, what they do come out and surprise people and, and play great football uh, when you least expect it. Cause that's just what they do. Yeah. So I know that's sort of your adopted home team now and uh, you watch a lot of Titans football, but yeah, I, I do want to, you know, you got to give full credit to that team against all that adversity, you know, getting the one seed's not easy. Right. And uh, oh, no. you know, it also goes to the strength or lack of strength in like the Chiefs, you know, and the Chiefs not being quite the Chiefs all year, uh, kind of crapping that away. But by virtue of beating the Chiefs, <laughs> they could be the number one seed. There it is. It's what they do. That's how they, they operate. So, yeah, week six on a Monday night uh, this year, uh, they knocked off the Bills at home, 34-31. They were six-point underdogs in that game uh, and won straight up uh, over Buffalo. They come back the next week, week seven. They are four-point home underdogs to the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat them 27-3. to three. Yeah, that beat was – the hell out of them. That was quite stunning 
um, to all of us. Did, who did we uh, did we have that one? Uh, who? Yes, we did. We both uh, had that one. Um, but that was. I, guess... I mean, I'm guessing that was more of us being uh, anti-Chiefs still at that point. Yeah, they were struggling. They were definitely not yeah. looking like themselves. That's for sure. And uh, Derrick Henry, uh, Derrick Henry, upright for that game. So, so then they come back after that, and then uh, winning at Indy in overtime, thirty-four, thirty-one. Uh, and... Was that the uh, Carson Wentz left-handed pass out of his own end zone game? <laughs> I believe it was. Worst play of the year. Right now, I'm telling you, unless something else crazy happens, that's winning the award because I don't know if it gets worse. Uh, so then people still I can don't tell believe you, in I can them. tell you had the worst drive of the year. The worst drive? Henry Ruggs. Oh. That's a different drive than I thought you had. Oh, okay. Totally different. So people still didn't believe in the uh, the the Titans after uh, the Week Eight win in Indy after they had yeah. those two big wins. Come back Week Nine, they're still touchdown dogs going out to L.A. on Sunday night. Beat L.A. straight up, twenty eight sixteen, with no Derrick Henry. Seven and a half point dogs. Yeah, and and honestly. They didn't play very well at all. Uh, that was they didn't. Uh, Matthew Stafford two picks. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Tannehill 143 with a touchdown and a pick. They didn't really run for much. That was uh, Deontay Foreman, Jeremy McNichols, and Adrian Peterson with the three-headed oh. monster attack there. Yeah, remember those? How could days? I forget the Adrian Peterson era in Tennessee? In Tennessee, yeah, they're going to have to retire his jersey. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so they just sort of, you know, they just slapped it together. Nobody loves being an underdog more. Nobody loves just, okay, you don't believe in us? Okay, watch this. Yeah, yeah, they got up 21-3 to at halftime and then held on for dear life. (laughs) But again, uh... the Rams, I mean, the Rams have a good record, but wildly inconsistent performances from Matthew Stafford all year, right? No doubt. No doubt. That, that's my guy. That's my team. I picked him to, to win the NFC, but no, I can't deny. Uh, he, he, he scares you. He has some games where you go, Ooh, why'd you do that? What are you doing? He's, he's still, he still can't get the, you know, it's the, it's the lion in him. <laughs> can't get it. Out I, of heard the I heard Uh-oh. a joke today. I heard a joke today. So, it, it was uh, oh a Bears fan, a Vikings fan, and a Lions fan walk into a bar. Playoffs. <laughs> oh. I thought that was pretty funny. Hey hey. That <sighs> uh, kind of reminds me of the joke I'd seen uh, a couple of days ago, back when people were actually taking seriously this notion that. Uh, Boomer Esiason had a credible tip oh. that Aaron Rodgers might boycott the Super Bowl, which uh, has since which been debunked. Out to be yes, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yes, yes. Twitter explodes, and Twitter exploded. Um, then I read a joke about that that said, "Why would he boycott not 
playing in the why would he not play in the Super Bowl? It, it, he hasn't played in ten years. What's the point? Ooh, why? Yeah, you don't need to boycott if you're not there. Exactly. Hey, hey. I, I, I like that joke too. Uh, I don't know why anyone would take that seriously. No pro athlete is is sitting there trying to boycott the the Super Bowl or, or anything like that. You don't, you know, sacrifice your entire life uh, to to play this sport at the highest level just to get to the championship game and say, yeah. okay, now I, here's my list of demands. No, nobody's doing it. Rogers Rogers was on this like you know middle finger to the league tour the last two years. And, you know, he had this, like, so rift, quote-unquote, rift with the Packers, which seems to be healed mostly now because he's saying all these glowing things now about, you know. Uh, winning will do you know, You know, winning will help. And I, I've always been of the uh, assumption and of the opinion that he's in the best place to win <laughs> right where he is. I mean, that, that, that leaving that team doesn't automatically guarantee he's going to a winning situation. Um Maybe that, is that his ultimate plan? You know, he's going to take the Packers all the way to the Super Bowl and then just leave him at the altar. Right. <laughs> uh, that, that'd be uh, oh, you funny. Guys uh, Jordan Love, here you go. <laughs> Let him win the Super Bowl for you. Peace. That, that's a that's a nice fan fiction uh, writing. That would be that's great, funny, wouldn't it? But, yeah. yeah, and him and, and he jumps in Joe Rogan's convertible and they drive <laughs> off into the sunset. <laughs> Right off the cliff, (laughs) holding hands. Now that is an ending I can get behind. Um, Just just another part of this crazy ass week. Uh, Your your favorite uh, Chicago sports writer, Hub Arkish, was part of that uh, crazy week as well. Yeah, I I, I don't know exactly what happened, but I saw uh, he was kind of getting dragged a little bit this week. He was on a show, I think a, either a podcast or his own radio show, where he said he was declaring that he wasn't voting Aaron Rodgers MVP not because of anything on the field, but because of the whole vaccine thing. He just basically said what? he's the biggest oh. jerk in the league, and I'm not going to vote for him, period. Oh, that's not uh, – Hub, what, yeah. oh, what are you doing? That was uh, the react. The blowback to that was so bad that he actually went on, uh, I think, uh, Burns, Dan Bernstein's show the next day and completely walked it back. And I oh. never heard this. I actually had to download that segment and listen to it because I couldn't believe it. Uh, he 100% said, I made a mistake. I, I effed up, basically. And I should never have said anything like that. And I, I screwed up. Privilege. I should have never made my intentions known. <laughs> And I and I take my uh, vote very seriously, and I should have never said anything like that. Which that's amazing, and I you know I guess kudos for him for for walking it back. I never really heard something like that that somebody just completely the next day says I made a mistake, um, and go completely again. But my whole point is this is why we don't take MVPs and Hall of Fame votes. No. This is why we don't take it seriously because we know every last one of you fuckers have an agenda. Right, you know, just his mistake was coming out why, and saying it, but Barry we already Bonds know the Hall of Fame, right? Why Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame? Why Roger Clemens isn't in the Hall of Fame? Why I, I just uh, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Infamy last year uh, the great Albert Bell, who should have an MVP award on his trophy case, and everybody knows the reason he doesn't is because the media didn't like him and voted for Mo Vaughn over him for MVP, even though Albert Bell led him in every major category, uh, and you can't even. Uh, use the playoff thing against them at all, you know, but did he lead his team to the playoff? Because both of them led their team to the division. Yeah. No 
the, no, no demarcation, no reason our Bell should not have been MVP, except the media just didn't like him. So we know everybody has uh, their agenda. Uh, and Hubba's big mistake, I guess, was just admitting it uh, in public. Uh, but I wasn't – the Correct. original comment didn't – You said the quiet part out loud. Right. Yeah, that, but the original comment, I'm not voting for him because he's a jerk, that didn't even really register with me because it didn't, you know, whatever. Because it's – first of all, it's an MVP vote. I don't give a fuck because it yeah, doesn't matter. First of all, why is Hub Arkish voting for MVP? If you're gonna have sports writers voting for this stuff, he's he's one of the most most veteran ones around. I, I uh, guess. <laughs> so I, I, I speaking of uh, sports talk radio in Chicago, I, I pick up the score here uh, when I'm driving home from work at night. Get a pretty clear signal. And do you know who they have calling the Bulls games on the score? Uh, I. I when you say like, it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. But no, Their actual – the, the radio announcer for the Bulls, it's I, – I was stunned. It's Chuck Swirsky. Yeah, 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 Chuck. Yeah, he's, Why? He's been doing that for a couple of years. Because <laughs> I'm Chuck Swirsky, and you should take me seriously. Oh, yes. man. I never took Chuck Swirsky seriously 20 <laughs> years ago. And now he's doing play-by-play for the Bulls. Yes, you have to take me seriously. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's I mean, Well, I, obviously we'll never now. get – We'll never get JD and Johnny Red ever again, right? I mean, those oh, were the days. Powerhouse JD. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, I remember growing up turning the audio on the TV down to listen to them call the game on the radio. Yeah, yeah much much because better uh, local. They were that good. Oh, Jim Durham was the best. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, obviously Johnny Red Kerr was, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a clown show, kind of like the co- comedy relief there towards the end. But yeah, Jim Durham was one of the best. He's one of the he's one of the goats of uh, uh, you know radio broadcasting. And occasionally, every once in a while, you'd get him on TV. Yeah, yeah. Red, uh, Red was so bad at the end that there's a pretty funny drop of uh, him in a game where he goes, he's talking about a player on the court. And he says, you know who that player reminds me of? And oh, no. Durham goes, who? And he goes, I forgot. <laughs> okay. Uh, All righty. Actually, I think it was uh, Larrabee he was doing the game with because the, the next line after that is Larry goes, feel free to, uh, to step in when you remember or something like that. <laughs> Man, well, I got to listen to Wayne now up here with all the because he's a Packers guy now right he's, he's you know that for so, many years now yeah well he was he went basically he was Bears and uh, doing all the GN stuff for all those years yeah. right so we, we pretty much grew up with Wayne Larrabee and then all of a sudden the next thing he leaves the Bears and goes to the Packers that's like a that's that's a no-no right that's like Steve Stone going to the White Sox yeah or uh, Jim McMahon went from when Bears Packers he won a Super Bowl with them he did <laughs> Nobody remembers Jim McMahon, the two-time Super Bowl champion. <laughs> you, you, you I, I remember a lot of people with that one. Yeah, no kidding. I, no, I remember it because I still remember him in that green and yellow. It was like that is just yeah. wrong. Jim McMahon That's was just... Brett Favre's backup. It does not look right. On Never the '96 right. uh, Super Bowl team. That's just crazy, right? So yeah, no, yeah. Not, not a lot of people realize Jim McMahon two Super Bowl rings. <laughs> uh, one very uh, key part of it, and the other right. One he earned, 
<laughs> but hey, even the backups get rings, right? Exactly. Sure do. It's got, it's got two more rings than I do. That's about all I can say about that. <laughs> He's got more rings uh, than Brett Favre. <laughs> he, he does. And Aaron Rodgers. Don't let Aaron Rodgers hear you say that. He's he's going to have a problem with that. A very big problem. Uh, the longest season ever finally yeah. comes to an yeah, end this week. I'd, have you felt at like least we don't have that, a Monday night game this week. I'm actually a bit relieved. Yeah, but then we got to gear up for one next weekend. I know. I, I don't get it. Um, well, I don't I, like it, first it. of all, but I get it. You know, yeah. money, but. Of course. I don't doesn't mean doesn't mean I like it. No, we good. <laughs> Definitely what it's it, all about. It just messes the vibe, you know? I mean last year we had that the super mega wicked awesome wildcard weekend. We had three <laughs> games on Saturday and three games on Sunday and it was it was kinda awesome. At least you had the symmetry. Uh, the, the Saints Bears was not awesome, but at least you had the, the no, symmetry I, of the, the three concept, games. On, the the yeah. actual just two days of you know triple header football was a kind of a cool thing. You know, having this extra wild card team. You know, and you didn't actually have to lengthen the playoffs to do it um, because you were down to the one buy, and it was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. You you made the extra buy more important. You also cheapened the wild card some because there was, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> you're not always going to end up with a seven seed who's exactly a, a powerhouse of the league. Um, you know, and, and thankfully we haven't ended up in a, you know, what, didn't we have Washington um, last year? What, what was eight? Did, what, did they eke out eight wins or? I don't think so. I think one day a seven and nine division seven, champ. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, they did, they did get a push in that wild card game. They did. Beer, beer man they earned his money. Lost by eight. Yeah, they <laughs> lost by eight to the Bucks. And although in a game that they actually played them very well. Yeah, I don't know. If every, the Saints... Everybody, everybody played the Bucks well up until the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Uh, if the every, Saints every game this the Bucks year, played on that Super Bowl run had them on the ropes. Yeah, they they did, and I really thought the Saints were going to put them away. In that, in that Superdome. Well, you, until Drew Brees' body fell apart. Yeah. And then you yeah. come to find out after the fact that, like, all those injuries that he was playing with. Yeah, I don't know if the uh, injury report is really anything that that's of value if you're going to have a guy yeah. just play all year and not report any of those injuries. Like, what, what, what are we doing? What's the point? Yeah. Um, if the Saints make it this year as a, oh, a seven seed, no. That will rival how terrible Chicago was last year because the Bears last year were terrible. Uh, um, yeah, I, I do not want to see. I, I almost was trying. I was trying to put out of my mind that the Bears <laughs> were a playoff team last year. Um, yeah, if Taysom oh. Tebow, yeah, if I have to see him <laughs> in the playoffs, oh. No, no. He, he shouldn't be there. They're, they're not good no, enough. They don't. But they're, on the other they side, are not good. But on the other side, that seven seed in the AFC allows uh, the well, hopefully the Chargers. Cause I don't know if the Raiders are are any good if they make it in. But you know what? If they if the Raiders beat the they, Chargers and earn their way got, in, I, they've got guts. <laughs> then I, then I guess you you got to give them credit. Now if the you know if everyone breaks down and loses and the Steelers somehow sneak in, that would would not be good. 
or the uh, Ravens because the it, Ravens it would also. I also believe it would not end well if the if the Steelers <laughs> somehow made the playoffs or the Ravens for them. You know the Ravens. They're so beat to <sighs> hell. I know. I I know the fact that They're they are so even hanging in there. And, and that they've managed to play all these close games and not just get their doors blown off week after week with no secondary, uh, without their, you know, star MVP Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. And that they've been doing this with a backup quarterback and a banged up defense. And they're still hanging in there. I mean, full credit to them. They are, they, you know, Jim Harbaugh never seems to quite get the love he deserves. That's all the wins that they banked when Lamar was healthy. They were six and two going into that Thursday nighter uh, week ten. Well, that's that's John Harbaugh. Doors though, blown right? off by. I said Jim yeah. Harbaugh. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> I got my Harbaugh's confused. Uh, but yeah, they were six and two going into that Thursday nighter when they got beat by Miami uh, on that yeah. crazy Thursday nighter, um, and, and everything started to sort of unravel from there. But uh, yeah, eight and eight. Uh, after all those injuries and whatnot, yeah, they're they're just they're hanging on by a thread, um, and, and if they found a way to make it in, yeah, I, I think it would be uh, as ugly for them as it would be for the Steelers, maybe uglier, as beat up as they are. But hopefully, we won't have to worry about either one of them. Hopefully, the, the only way we have to worry about either one of them is the Colts don't take care of their business uh, uh, in Jacksonville, <laughs> which God, would be everybody pray. Yeah. The Colts beat the Jaguars, and then we don't have to worry about that. I, I would be stunned. I mean, I would, is anything ever truly that stunning? But I, yeah, I would be absolutely stunned if yeah. they somehow find a way to, to shit the bet against the Jags. But we we are old enough to know that it, much stranger things have happened. Ah, <laughs> uh, and with that, I think we're uh, we're about done. Yeah, um, it's been a long week. I'm, I'm ready to ready to hit the sack. And the longest season ever continues tomorrow and finally comes to an end tomorrow night. We've 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 done it, folks. We've we've come this far. We've thought about this long end of the season. Uh, I don't know if you have felt the way I have all week, but this is normally Wild Card Weekend. I have yeah. actually been feeling like that. Like I should be getting ready for the playoffs coming up uh, today uh, and tomorrow. No, I, I'm. I, I'm not even thinking that way. I'm thinking that when we get done with this show, I'm going to start looking at the, the lines for week 19 and then week 20. And <laughs> that's just the way it kind of feels right now. On and on and on and, and never ending. Yeah. But no, it finally comes to an end tomorrow. And then we get ready for the super mega crazy wild card weekend. Yay. Sports. Um, and they're doing that uh, branding that I was joking about. The, 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 the I don't know if you had noticed, but the Monday Night Football logo was at the bottom of the screen for both of these Saturday night games tonight. So I, I was joking about it, but they actually – these are Monday Night Football productions uh, of you these cannot, Saturday night games. You cannot go off-brand. It's a special – You can't. It's a special Saturday afternoon edition of Monday Night Football. <laughs> and how Somebody's, stupid could you sound? Somebody looking at that, they're turning on their TV on Saturday afternoon and looking at the MNF logo, and they're going, um, yeah. is this a tape? They were, they were taking some hits. I, I saw they were taking some hits on Twitter today about that. It was actually trending at one point. Like People were like, <laughs> really? Like First of all, the fact that people have finally caught on to something that we've been making fun of now for a decade, good for yeah. them. 
finally saw it. Nice. Well, thanks for showing up to the party, folks. <laughs> better late than never. Uh, yeah, it, it's just so goofy. But yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know if you had any opinions on the uh, the uh, commentators, uh, the two uh, uh, guys uh, that did no, the I game. No, actually, I actually didn't watch any of the games today. I was working oh, okay. all day. Ah, um, they they put uh, the, the the college duo on the the, the first game in the afternoon. They the, they did Fowler and Herb Street, and oh, they did uh, that last year for one of the. Yeah, of the yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I, you can go to sleep to those guys. That's how uh, they absolutely put you, ab, you know, right out of your your misery and put you right to sleep. That's how bad they. I just, uh, I, I had no use for them. Um, but of course, that regular Monday night crew is so. I don't want to say bad, but they're they're not very good either. Um, so they did the uh, the Dallas uh, Philadelphia game. Um, they got to do better. They, I don't want either one of those two. Um, and they're going to be, it's going to be, you know, one of those two, I think it's going to be the regular crew that does the Monday night game for the playoffs. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want them to do the playoffs. I don't, I don't like them. So. Yeah. There's no, there's no excitement, you know, uh, there's yeah. no like marquee, you know, you think about even the, the networks, I mean, Buck and Aikman don't, nobody gets excited about them. Right. Um, pe- people like Tony Romo, but Jim Nance is just such an empty suit. You know, he's just a guy. Hello, friends. Oh man. So yeah, they're, they're, we don't <laughs> we don't really have like the the great crews or the the crews that we used to have. You know, where it was like the big game crews, right? Yeah, I, I miss them. I miss Summerall and Madden. I, I my favorite, of course, is uh, we've talked about over the years uh, several times is when they had. Uh, so the, uh, Mike Patrick and and oh, that was the best crew. That's the, and the Paul yeah. McGuire. Yeah, that's the the Sunday night ESPN crew before before yeah. it was like really cool. That's easily that was the best booth. Like if you were watching a bad game, they'd let you know it. <laughs> but and also the fact that like they would they would call out bad play or bad officiating. Like they 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 called great games. Yeah, and when the game was good. They they were you know they were the best uh, to to call it yes. when it was good. They really you could tell how they loved you know the the action. I uh, I think of those Steelers Ravens games when I was starting to become a blood feud when it was you know Paul right. Malu versus Ed Reed and uh, every game was ten to nine and it was blood on the field and everything. And they were those are the the best games for those crews to call because they really got into it and, and really let you know, you know, how much they loved it. So when they love it, it makes, you know, it makes me love it more uh, when I'm watching. So that, that was my favorite. Yeah. We, we need, we need more, we need more guys uh, like that. We, we need better uh, broadcasting crews out there. All right. Yeah. That, that was a great, that, yeah, no, but I, we, we've talked about that many times over the years about our, our fondness for that old, ESPN Sunday night. And that was when ESPN only had Sunday night football. That was it. That was the, uh, right? the that only was all uh, they did. They, only they show in town. Yeah, that was, they were the only, they were the ones doing it, and you couldn't watch it any other way. That's right. <laughs> you had cable to watch Sunday yeah. night football. And I remember when yeah. I finally got cable, and I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever, you know? <laughs> those Before games, that, you it know, was... And, before it was TNT, you remember how long ago that was when it was uh, that Sunday night game was on TNT. Wow. Yeah. 
That's really okay. going back, folks. Uh, all right, that will about do it for us uh, as we go back in our, our way back machine. Uh, little kings of non sequitur for you. All right, we uh, so what did you say? Was well, six? Yeah, six games that we're uh, going against each other on, and of course our locks. We'll see how that turns out. Can you catch me at the last second, or will I be able to keep that one game lead uh, and take that point into the playoffs? I need I need the Bills to just blow the doors off the Jets now. Uh, but they need to win by know. seventeen. <laughs> But you know it's the Bills, so it's, it's yeah. unlikely to happen because they just. And I've locked it. up the Bills a bunch of times this year and won on it, so it, you know at least we're not doing a lock off on this game. That would have been the worst. <laughs> yeah, that would have been insane. I, I kind of was worried when we got to the late games and you hadn't picked your lock yet. I'm like, uh oh, he's he's going to hipster J is going with his Bills. <laughs> but nope, nope, you, you, you got going. I'm going anti Dolphins. That's my yeah. new move. All right, we'll, we'll see how that works out. All right, ready for uh, for week 18? Ready for all this to be over with finally? Yeah. And then we move on to the playoffs next weekend with the wild card round. All Which right. Put us on Friday night, right? Yeah, because we got Saturday games, so we will definitely be back uh, Friday night, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern, to uh, recap week 18 and make our picks for the long-extended Super Remix wildcard weekend coming up next week. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been the Football Party in much less detail, the podcast. Thank you all for listening. And football, the longest season ever. It has sounded like that. It has felt like that. And it is definitely winding up like that. But it's finally all over tomorrow. And hopefully we get good games to finish off week 18 before we get to the playoffs next week. Everyone enjoy your football tomorrow, and we will be back, remember, Friday night, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. Eastern. We will talk to you then. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.